Welcome to the Big 3 IDP Podcast. Here are your hosts, Josh, Bobby, and Adam. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP Podcast. It's a chilly night here in Bowling Green, boys. Yes, sir. But the sexual tension is crackling here in the Soad Shack. No doubt. I am here, as you can tell, right off the bat, with the man Adam Markham and a special guest sitting in tonight in Bobby Reynolds' chair. Could it be? It's the return of the mythical Connie. Connie Wonnie! Great to be back, Bobby. I appreciate you leaving the uh, the foot warmer. It is, uh, it's a great addition to the chair. Yeah, Bobby has, Bobby has this. We have several heaters going. Mark, if you didn't bring little heater that could... No, uh, yeah, I'm the uh, I'm definitely the coldest in the room right now. Yeah, so we have the. Did you bring this tall like heater that's behind us here? Uh, it's mine. Okay, so we have that one that warms the whole room, and then Bobby has one that sits right at his feet, and really just does nothing but keep his feet warm. Yeah, my feet are real cozy. So cool February night uh, here in the Sode Shack, but uh, I'm pumped to be back. So thanks for having me back, fellas. Welcome back, Connie. We of course had you on the uh, Andrew Luck abruptly retires and rips out every Colts fan's heart episode. And uh, we had you on the live draft fiasco uh, that was basically just about three hours of drunken shenanigans that I had to edit down to like a 45-minute podcast. Yeah. So now we're happy to have you back as a, a special guest. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Much, much more sober than I was on the last few episodes. So I just want to throw that in right off the bat. So. That is debatable. Uh, but no, you've been sick. So we appreciate you, uh, you know, playing hurt and coming out and doing the show tonight. Jordan flu game uh, is what I'm hoping for tonight. So Sorry. we'll see what happens. Did you all see? Did y'all watch any of the XFL over the weekend? I did. I, I watched some, almost yeah, all of them. I watched all four games. There was a play, and I remember telling Allie, I was like, "Did you see this guy just rip a puke like That's right before like the they went for the one point conversion play?" And I was like, "I'm pretty sure I saw that, but I couldn't rewind it." Sure enough, on Twitter, people are oh, like, yeah. "Week one of the XFL, this guy's just blasting a puke." <laughs> The X is for extreme, so it is extreme. People, people, people forget that. Yeah, I mean those dudes aren't taking care of themselves, probably. You know, like the <laughs> standard NFL player is. So no, they're not making nearly enough. I mean, they can. I'm sure they're. You know, they're making a decent, you know, salary about fifty five thousand a year with bonuses if the team wins games and they're activated on game day. So you know, it's not bad. There yeah. are dudes that'll do a little speed ball and then go out there and just let her rip for an hour or two to get that paycheck. So Sir. heard about that from my, one of my gym coaches. I'll let them remain uh, nameless, but they played collegiate football and they talked about speed balling before games just to get some juice. So I feel like that's what we're probably seeing a little bit in the XFL. Oh, of not course, to sh- not to shame. You, know, you just do what you got to do. But yeah, like Markham said, when you're in the hey. XFL and it's extreme football, hey, if you're trying to get a job at the next level, you'll do what you got to do. <laughs> I did see so there were some he hate me jerseys. So nice, uh, in, in you know in the stands. So Western Kentucky represent. Shout out Rod. Even in this new iteration of the uh, XFL, he hate me's legacy shines bright. It's pretty yeah. amazing. You guys gonna stick with it next week? You gonna you you, you looking forward to it? I I just here was the thing. I liked having football noise on in the background. Just like if I'm doing something on my computer, like you know doing some trades or whatever, doing prep for the podcast, just to have football on in the background i don't necessarily need to watch every single play in detail but i felt i mean it was nice to like not skip a beat and not have a week without any kind of football and then you know the uh the presentation everything was awesome it was great dude you know getting to see the uh the actual booth you know where they review the the plays and stuff with the the xbox controller 
That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, Here's the thing, though. They all use Xbox controllers. This is just the first time we're seeing it. Hmm. Like, um, who was the guy, um, the like white-haired guy with the glasses? Um, it wasn't Dino Blandino. It was one of the other guys they had as like a rules. He was like a rules analyst. So he wasn't the guy in the booth reversing the calls. But when he would uh, do like analysis for Fox... Uh, he had an Xbox controller in his huh. hand that he used. That's what they all use. That's tight. Yeah. When's so, uh, when, when's the new Xbox coming out? By the way, you would know this. I have no idea. Honestly, no. Well, Blew well, that theory right out of the water. You're washed. I have a PS4 <laughs> now, though. I know, man. That was What's up that, with you? that was that was uh, that that upset a lot of people. That yeah. upset a lot of us. That's you a know, weird behind move. the scenes. That was a. Uh, that was a pretty... Uh, Do you regret that at all? Let's talk about oh, that. Oh, not a bit, no. It yeah. was one of the best decisions I ever made. You know, and you had persuaded all of us to get these Xboxes so we could all No, play. I persuaded you all to get GameCubes. That was, yeah. I did not persuade you to get Xboxes. Well, you chose to get an he, Xbox. He pushed it. He, he had an agenda. It. He pushed it. He always does. He always, you know what I mean? He's, was I making money from Microsoft <laughs> on the side? Yeah. Look. You, you have a way about you, Josh. That's right. Use your demonry. Well, how have I not gotten you to get a PS4 yet then? Tell me that, Adam. Uh, well, I had a, uh, no, I had a PS3. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't play enough anymore. Here's the thing. I moved away from all the online games. So the games that I typically had liked, particularly Halo, um, I just wanted to play by myself, like didn't want to have to try to like, let's get together and, you know, try to play. <laughs> and so all the best single player games are on PS4. Yeah. So that was the motivation. That's plain me. And simple. When I'm playing, I'm, I'm pretty much only playing Madden and I'm playing against the computer, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now I still love, like we got together, uh, me, Jacob and Cabell and played Gears 4. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, but we got together at my house and did it like all together in the same room. So I miss don't dislike. Days. Miss those days though. The, the, yeah, that was like we tear up some like Gears of War. Simpler times, you know? Halo. It's good stuff, man. While we're talking about the video game thing, I just want to put a little tickler file here. I think a new segment just to have an incentive to have me on is embarrassing stories from growing up with Josh and Connor. And one thing talking about video games, maybe for like the platinum tier content as y'all start releasing video, different content, things of that nature, is the Donkey Kong music video that Josh made and came in what, second or third? Fourth. Overall, fourth. Fourth overall in the whole country. I haven't seen this. Yes, this piece this piece of content exists, <laughs> and I'm sure they will start unrolling video and different things as the pod, uh, podcast continues to grow. But uh, when did you do this, Josh? This was oh gosh, when did that game come? Whenever the game came out, as part but of that the was games, on N64. That yeah. wasn't even like so that was like that 90, ninety eight, maybe ninety nine, two thousand. They had a contest, I think, looking for the because Donkey like, Kong the song. game had a rap. Yeah, it was a Donkey Kong rap, and so they wanted you to do your own version of the rap. And you literally had to film it on a VHS tape and send it in, like mail the tape in. This was this was pre-internet days. So you made a wrap? So I made a wrap. We did it in the living room. I had like the tie on and a tie-dye shirt, I think. Did the wrap. Came in fourth place. So that was actually one of the places where you got a prize pack. So they sent back like a t-shirt, a pen, like a letter on official letterhead. Maybe some other stuff, but uh, <laughs> that video exists. I know we can find it somewhere, but that would be uh, that would just. Yeah. I know exactly where it is, and we'll never see the light of day. <laughs> uh, so I mean, were you were, were like were your bars like pretty hot? They weren't that good. I wasn't even really on beat, but I guess compared to everyone else at the time, though, you know, you know, there was probably not, you know, not, not much to compare it to. Yeah, white know? kid from Kentucky. You were the Marshall Mathers of the right. Bluegrass State. It's true. 
Thank you all for that uh, trip down memory lane, Connor. I appreciate that. Yeah, new seggy alert. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. All right, so we got a good sode for y'all. We hope you enjoyed the two-and-a-half-hour banger that we dropped uh, last week. Um, appreciate everyone checking that out. That's been doing some great numbers here uh, for the off season. So we appreciate you guys listening. If you're enjoying the pod, uh, make sure to uh, subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. And if you want an extra bonus episode every week, make sure to throw your phone in the nearest river <laughs> and you'll get it. I do want to shout out the listeners, man. They've been super cool lately. We've uh, we've had we've got like 23 five star uh ratings on very iTunes. much appreciated we've gotten some really nice reviews lately we've had uh, some nice some interactions on twitter zach uh the other day had some nice things to say about us uh so you know people have been pretty cool and uh and sweet to us and we appreciate that they're sweet on us addy they are even y'all have been real sweet to us and we uh we we notice and we appreciate it and we're uh it makes us want to do more for you it does so you think i don't know what the perception is but we are still new enough at this and, you know, up and coming kind of growing podcast that we see all of the all of the positive and negative <laughs> feedback, every single bit of it. We're not to the point where like it's we we miss most of it. So, yeah, uh, that's how we, uh, you know, ended up becoming best friends with DJ Keltown. Yeah, it's our boy now. For real. We're, we're tight with DJ Keltown. We've uh, we've reached out. We've exchanged pleasantries. Cool dude. I like DJ Keltown. DJ Keltown. So, uh, but we wanted to, I wanted to give a particular shout out to, uh, who was it? You said Zach. Zach Magley, uh, I believe is, uh, yeah, I wanted to get his actual handle here. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, at Magley Zach and Zach with an H. So thanks, Zach, for the uh, shout out on Twitter. We really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, but if you like the show, make sure to review us, share it with your friends, especially if you, um, you know, have friends that are in the IDP circles. That's one thing that we have yet to figure out is how big is the IDP community? How many people play IDP? Is it 10% of fantasy players? Is it 20%? You know, how many people are we looking looking at? How big is this audience? And so when you share the pod and, you know, subscribe to great sites like IDP Guys or 4 for 4 or any of those sites out there, uh, Dynasty Football, uh Dynasty Football League, right? Is that... Um, I think so, yeah. yeah. Dynasty League Football, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, so any of those great sites that are putting out some good IDP content, that lets us know like what kind of audience we're working with. So please continue to share and, uh, you know... And we have plenty of offensive stuff, too. And we that's, do, that's yeah. That's going to be a, a thing we keep, you know... We're going to keep expanding and doing more more things. So, uh, so yeah, just, just hang with us. But our, I will say our rankings are going to disappear here pretty soon yeah the combined ranks uh that is something we'll be uh talking more about is that we uh as saw on twitter probably i don't know a month or so ago Mm -hmm. we are partnering up with idp guys and they will be the host of the combined ranks so the other ranks will still be live on the website but the combined ranks from adam and bobby will redirect over to idp guys they're going to be doing some cool stuff with those ranks so make sure if you're not a subscriber over there yet that you check those guys out. Uh, it's going to be really worth it to uh, get that subscription early this year. Yep, super excited to uh, work with those dudes. They uh, we're going to be helping out with the uh, the trade calculator. So that's uh, yeah, and also the magazine. I know that Nate's they've mentioned it now, so yep. I, we're not breaking anything here. But uh, we're not, you know, we're going to contribute where we can. But uh, 
but Josh is doing quite a bit for the magazine and uh, yeah, that's going to be a cool thing that, that goes with the, the uh, subscription to the site. So. Yep. So make sure you check it out. There's going to be two magazines, offense and defense yep. plus the site subscription. It's different tier options. So check it out. But thanks again for listening to the show. So on tonight's uh, pod, we are going to be actually talking about quite a few things. We're going to hit some news. Connie is going to be letting letting us in on his thoughts on what the Colts should do this offseason. We're going to look at the 2019 playoff teams, see who might be getting added to that mix for the 2020 season, see who might be out. We'll do a little breakdown. You know, the free agency stuff is starting to pick up a little bit. So who are some notable free agents? How much cap space do some of these teams have? So settle in. This is going to be about a three-hour show. Uh, we got no place to be unless my wife goes into labor labor here in the next uh, two or three hours. So, in which case, you boys will have to take it home for us. Bring on baby LeBron. We're ready to meet yes, him. Yes, sir. So, guys, let's hit some news first. And, Addy, what's this first piece of news that we got here? Chuck Clark signs a three-year, $15.3 million deal with the Ravens. I like this a lot. I do, too. For both player and team. I agree. This uh, definitely means that Tony Jefferson's gone. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, Chuck Clark. I mean, he was he was pretty solid down the stretch. Uh, was wearing the green dot a lot, so he was, you know, calling the plays. Um, and yeah, he was impressive. He made he, he 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 had a lot of big plays, so that helped out his stat lines. Um, but I don't know. I think he could be more consistent next year. Now that he know he he knows for sure that he has a a guaranteed role. Um, I could see him being a you know a top eighteen safety. Yeah, he was some like you said. I think came on at the end of last season, and that's why we said before you don't tune out whenever these, uh, whenever you're if you don't make the fantasy playoffs, if you get bounced from the fantasy playoffs, don't just watch games. Pay attention to guys that pop near the end of the season, and Chuck Clark was definitely one of those guys. Um. So this was I was trying to find the tweet from uh, Tom Kisslingberry because I saw him talking about Chuck Clark, and he said expect Chuck Clark to deliver some difference making weeks in 2020 as a pass rushing safety. Hmm. So that's a nice endorsement. Um, high praise coming from Tom. So uh, he was comparing actually looking at Jamal Adams and Chuck Clark. If you're getting mentioned in the same sentence and same tweet as Jamal Adams, yeah, uh, well. you're doing all right. So, um, yeah, that was uh, good news for Chuck Clark, good news for the Ravens, bad news for Tony Jefferson. Uh, Some news here out of Los Angeles. That still feels weird to say. Um, The Chargers and Phillip Rivers have mutually agreed to part ways. This seemed like it was, um, this writing was on the wall for a while. Uh, He moved his family out of Los Angeles and relocated to Florida full time. So, it seemed like they were headed for divorce, and now we officially get word that they are moving on. It seemed like the day that news broke, though, that they're parting ways. It seemed like that morning there was, you know, a, a story that came out saying that, well, there's no decision made yet, so they could still work something out. And then, like, for real, like two hours later, it's like, no, we're uh, we're going to divorce now. <laughs> I think. Well, they 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 came out and said the owner, I think, was like, we talked to Phil and his representatives, and we've kind of both came to an understanding of like okay we need to you know move in a different direction here so that may have that may have literally happened that morning they made the announcement is once they made that decision with Phil they probably had the press release ready to go and then just put it out Connor obviously as a Colts fan Phil Rivers is someone that has 
infuriated us for years. So how do you see this uh, news uh, playing out? And do you think that Phil Rivers will have multiple suitors lining up for his services in 2020? I do, and you know, I'm a, I'm a little worried about it. I mean, you've seen all the talking heads on TV, you know, connect the dots to the Colts and Frank Reich and his connections with Philip back in the day. And um, I hope I hope that's not the direction our franchise wants to go in. But I'm sure there are some teams out there that think they have enough pieces that if they, you know, give him some weapons, give him some protection, because he's obviously not agile at all. That you know, he could be the piece that they're missing. Personally, I think the ship has kind of sailed on him. I think he's kind of at a position with Eli, in my opinion, where he ought to think about hanging it up. But you know, he'll probably chase another check and move his family of eleven somewhere else across the say, country he's to got play. Nine kids. Yeah, he's, he's gotta, dude. He's got some college to pay for. So unless yeah. he's going to homeschool him from you know, elementary school through college, but um, yeah, there's there's somebody that's going to pay him. Where he'll end up, it's it's going to be the biggest quarterback carousel. It reminds me of like and NBA free agency almost. That like, is true. A lot of big-time quarterbacks. And available. there could just be one domino could turn into so many. So it's just going to be uh, – it'll be interesting to see where he lands. But just, you know, spoiler alert on the Colts section you teased earlier, he is in my – at least fingers crossed in my opinion, he is not headed to, to Indy and any part of their plans. I just don't – in my mind, he is Jameis Winston with a much lower ceiling because – not as – you know, doesn't have as strong as arm. Exactly. As long an arm as uh, Jameis does. <laughs> I think Philip Rivers has had a great career. I think he's sixth in like touchdowns or something like that. Uh, eighth in wins. I was listening to the Around the NFL podcast and they were talking about it. Like he's been an Iron Man. He's been a great player. But you have to evaluate the game and not the name. And Phil Rivers has been washed up now, if not for two years, definitely for last year. I mean, they were literally ready to bench him for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. If and, you have a quarterback that you believe in, you do not let him go. That is a rule in the NFL. And it's, it's not like they don't have weapons yeah, on both sides of the ball, too. Thing. Keenan, it's not a tough division, but it's like you have weapons. Yeah, you've had Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Antonio Gates. Forever. Melvin. Always had great running backs. Rivers was there when LT was there, wasn't he? Sproles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Sproles. Baby Sproles. Well, I think I talked about this before on the pos, on the on the previous podcast that the Chargers always seem to underperform, and they've had different coaches, different surrounding talent, different coordinators. The constant has always been Phil Rivers, and I know he's accumulated a lot of wins, but he's been the only one that's been there throughout the entire 15-year stretch of underwhelming and disappointment. So, you know, this we talk about Andy Dalton all the time as a, as a quarterback who can't lift a team to sustained playoff success phil rivers to me is just a richer version you know a rich man's version of andy dalton with better stats and more wins yeah it doesn't make sense to me you know it just doesn't make sense for the receivers to, that they don't have any rapport with this guy this new guy coming in they've already built chemistry up with Jameis, and again they're they're very similar players to me at this point you're talking about for tampa bay yeah yeah i right. think it'd be a huge downgrade to go from Jameis to Phil Rivers. I do too. I kind of like Jameis. I do too. At least for fantasy, which is what we really care about. Yeah. I don't want him as oh, my yeah. NFL team quarterback. He'd drive you absolutely insane. But it's pretty fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. You know, Arian's, have, Arian's comment was pretty uh, clear when he said, you know, can you play without him? Yeah. He said, can we play without him? <laughs> you know, it'll mean kind of questioning, you know, can we play without him? Yeah. You know, look what we had to play with this year. Yeah. Type yeah. deal. So I, I would much rather have Jameis under center personally, but. 
that yeah. was hilarious. That was a hilarious comment by Arians. Yeah. Arians does not care, dude. He yeah. is, he's been around too long. He's too old. Like he has the old man card where he can say and do whatever he wants. And he has carte blanche. So kind of let's transition into this segment now. And uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, we're both Colts fans. Speaking of Phil Rivers, we're seeing the Colts and Phil Rivers linked a lot in the media. So in your personal opinion, I want you to put on your GM hat. What is your plan for the Colts this offseason? What do you think we should be doing to get this team closer to a Super Bowl? It's there are just a few big cogs that you have to figure out. One of the biggest things you need to know prior to the draft is if we're talking all the way up to the draft and that yep. including that draft in the free agency. Okay. Yep. And Ballard's a tough one as well because you just never know with his history how he's going to approach the free agency aspect. That's why his gra- his drafts are graded so hard. He kind of gets a little bit more of a curve on that because he doesn't typically participate in free agency. Now he's had Ebron, he's had you know an occasional signing here and there, but. You know, outside of that, it's been mainly draft centric. So in my in my mind, you know, you know, you're not going to get Burrow. You're likely not going to get Tua. We saw what Jacoby was last year, and I was a big fan of Jacoby's. But you know, you need to know number one is Costanzo coming back because if he's not, that's that's priority one A and one B in figuring out quarterback and right or left tackle because you could go a few different ways with that. If you knew Costanzo wasn't coming back. I don't know how it would affect this, but if you knew that a left tackle was going to be missing, are you going to prioritize a right tackle for a left-handed quarterback like a Tua? So if you knew you had lost a piece like that, could you turn a loss into something to say, hey, we're going to move up. We know we have a pretty decent right tackle. He can actually pass block better than he can run block. And we're going to take a gamble on somebody like Tua. we got a lot of resources. we got a lot of money. They so, have to probably get up to two at this point. A lot of buzz, especially with the the tweet about the hip being healed, that two is probably going to go two. And uh, I think there's going to be several teams looking to get up into that two spot to take Tua. I agree. Could I mean, could Washington not eventually talk themselves into Tua? I think any team that needs a quarterback could talk themselves into Tua. It feels like a similar situation to last year with Arizona, you know, mm-hmm. where they had Rosen, where Washington has Haskins. Um I don't know. I think Tua is going to be awesome. I think he's going to be a, a really good player. I'm talking pipe dream scenario here. You know, it's like if I had a magic wand, what would yeah, I so think? What, like, what, what would you be doing? Would you be trading up to take Tua at two? Because I don't think you're getting. I don't think you're getting into the one spot. And how much is it going to take? And because also you're going to have a lot of competition. Miami has three has uh, three first. Oakland could get up there. They've got the first rounders to do it. Even if you didn't trade up to get him per se, you just know that you got to get your guy. And you're also going to have to now get a tackle because the Colts don't have a left tackle on their team. So Costanzo is such a major cog in like he is primary, you know, 1A and 1B with finding your quarterback for the future and knowing who's going to be likely protecting their blind side if you got a right-handed quarterback. Um, Do you maybe go tackle there at 13 and then try to take somebody like a Fromm did, or a Jordan Love in the second round if those guys are there? I would think so because if you don't absolutely love somebody, it's like Rank and uh, Reich and Ballard have said thus far is that you know don't you can't fo- force falling in love with one of these guys. You got to know they're going to be a good fit and work out in your system. And I definitely see that you know, but I I don't think you can go. Um, you know, you haven't participated and drafted a quarterback in almost I would say probably six to eight years. So it's time. You know, you need to invest and invest in one early. But if for nothing else, if you can't get a quarterback you like, get a tackle if you lose Costanzo. If Costanzo stays, 
get a skill player. You know, get. I love some of the receiver options. It's such a receiver heavy uh, it's draft. A great receiver draft. Um, I know there's some free agent out options that are. You know, Amari Cooper's out there and a few others. AJ Randall Green Cobb, may be out there. AJ Green. You know, you never know with his health what it's looking like. So Do you want just, to see us go after any of those big name free agent wide receivers? We've got the money. We've got the second most money. In the NFL right now in terms of salary cap. Robbie Anderson. Amari Cooper's the only one I put on here. And, I, you know, he has had a tendency to kind of disappear in some big games. So it makes me a little hesitant. But he's young, and I feel like in the right system, still playing indoors like he is now where he seems to be thriving and playing his best football. But, you know, we'll see. I, I think that would be one receiver that I would like to see us go after if we're actually going to spend some money. Because I think if you don't find a quarterback you like or if – you know, Love and all the other options, Tua and everybody else is gone, and you don't like any of the options there. You know, that, that could definitely be something to consider then. I feel like Amari gets re signed. I think Amari, yeah. Amari gets re signed. I think Dak gets re signed. I think everyone in Dallas gets paid. Yeah. So then it's a matter of do the Colts go chase AJ Green? He's going to have a lot of people coming after him. I don't, I, the foot stuff, I don't want anything to do with that because you got to pay him a lot of money. So, yeah, but if you're a contender, I mean, and you have the room, I don't think we are a contender right now. No, no, yeah, you guys, it doesn't make sense. I don't, for us, I don't yeah. think he would go there. No, uh, I feel like he's, uh, maybe San Fran bound. Could if, be, uh, Ravens, Seahawks, Ravens talked about a lot. Ravens would be nice within the division. Can that'd you be, imagine that hurtful. game? Yeah. 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 But if you're A.J. Green, do you maybe want to try to stick around and play with Joe Burrow? You know? Yeah, worse things have happened. I think Burrow's going to come in and, you know, Cincinnati can mess up a lot of good things, but that dude's going to be one tough cookie to mess up because yeah. he's he's a stud. It would be a shame for Green to leave and then they, you know, start balling. Yeah, exactly. You, um, you feel like you'd miss the boat, but Cincinnati's probably going to want Green to take a big discount. There is no chance that they offer him as big a contract as what he could get on the open market, so... I think it would be foolish if you're if you really want to cash out and make your money, which you should, then go go somewhere else. Go somewhere that's a contender and go get a ring. Go yeah. to Baltimore. Go to San Fran. Go to Seattle. Yeah. And uh go to New England, like we know you're going to. Yeah, maybe. If Tommy sticks around, you know, go ahead and get me get me AJ. Yeah, we got lots, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We're gonna we're gonna touch on all these little things, I think. That's tonight. right. Well let's get into um Transitioning from the Colts now to playoff teams from 2019. So the 12 teams that made it this year, the one seeds were the 49ers and the Ravens. Two seeds were the Packers and the Chiefs. Three, Saints and Pats. Four, Eagles and Texans. It's crazy the Eagles were a freaking four seed. Uh, five, Seahawks and Bills. And six, Vikings and Titans. So every year, typically like four to six new teams make it into the playoffs. So who do you all see missing out next year, and who gets in that missed? So for me right now, just looking at this list, I'm going to go ahead and go Pats, Eagles, Texans, Bills, Vikings, Titans are the teams that I think are the most likely. Now, I think that not, what did I name, like seven there or something? I don't think all seven of those teams are going to miss, but I would for sure say if I was putting odds on it, I would say the Titans, probably the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Bills would be the top four for me. Yeah, I think that's right on where I'm at. Yeah, I'm the same way. I totally agree with that. So uh, the Niners. Titans Titans had a great story. Yeah. Uh, if they bring back Tannehill and Derrick Henry, that's interesting. Um, somebody has to win the AFC South, so 
I don't know if the Colts rise up into that spot, depending on how the free agency goes. Don't forget, at one point we were five and three in the AFC South favorite before Jacoby got hurt. So that could be us. You never know. Um, the Bills, I don't know. I just don't necessarily trust the Bills. But if you don't like the Pats to be back, whether they bring Tommy Boy back or not, somebody has to win that division. Don't think it's going to be the Jets or the Dolphins quite yet. I think it could be in the future. Um, so maybe the Bills sneak back in there. The Vikings, especially though, uh, if you get uh, maybe a new quarterback like a Cam Newton in Chicago, um, you know they could be in the mix. Obviously, we know the Packers. So, I mean, what do you, you know, what do you all think? Anybody else that jumps out as maybe a surprise team that you would see not making it back? Um, we have to assume the Saints bring back Drew Brees, which I think they will. We could see. But the ones that are locked in for me, Chiefs, Ravens, 49ers. 49ers make it. The Ravens will make it. I think the Packers will make it. I think the Saints will make it. Maybe the Eagles. You know, you just don't know what you're going to get, I feel like. But Texans, I think, will win the South. Somebody's got to win it, like you said. I think the Seahawks will make it. Bills could be, like you mentioned, questionable. Vikings, uh, again, you just don't know what you're going to get with Kirk. And the Titans, yeah, I don't think so. I could see them that's missing. See, it was a magical season, and it yeah. happens. Sometimes you get magic in a bottle. I think that's what they have with Tannehill. And, you know, they're sitting here. There were people legitimately arguing on Twitter about, you know, when the rumor about Tom Brady's wife shopping around schools at Nashville or whatever, you know, do we hold on to Tannehill or do we go after Brady? It's like, you people are hysterical if you think. <laughs> you would rather keep Ryan Tannehill than have Tom Brady there in Nashville to, to operate with that offense. But, um, yeah, I could see could, the Tom Brady's not going anywhere. I don't think so either. Could we see the 49ers maybe uh, regress? I mean, the Super Bowl hangover is very real. You know, and they got um, no more Emmanuel Sanders, likely. Eric Armstead, that's going to be up in the air. Yep. Um, but they were so good, it'd have to be a huge drop-off. But they are the, in a competitive division. That's the thing. Who where could, you have the Cardinals, who are an ascending team, the Rams, who could get back to relevance with a few changes, right? the Seahawks, who are always competitive. So, yeah, absolutely, we could see the 49ers fall out. That would be maybe my uh, you know, surprise. And would you put Baltimore or Kansas City as the team least likely to fall out? Kansas City. Kansas City as well. I agree. Kansas yeah. City's the best team in football, not just because they're the Super Bowl champs. It's just they're, when they were healthy, they were the toughest to beat, in my opinion. So who are, who are some teams that we think get in if, say, four or five teams fall out of this year's playoff crop? I'll give you guys a name that uh, may be a little bit under the radar, and it's a new team name, the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Especially if they upgrade from Derek Carr and I think there are a couple options out there that would actually allow them to upgrade the quarterback position um, I've seen uh, if you haven't checked out Bill Barnwell's uh, NFL free agency domino piece on ESPN it is legitimately one of the coolest pieces of content I've ever seen the way yeah. they designed did you see this I didn't so go check that out look at it on your phone because it's just really cool on mobile basically has a carousel at the top and you swipe through players and look at the different scenarios and he lays out the dominoes that might fall if that player were to go to that team. He mentioned Matthew Stafford being traded to the Raiders. That would be an upgrade. Cam Newton going to the Raiders would be an upgrade. And so that would be one team I would put out there. You know, finished, uh, uh, let's see, what was their finish last year? Las Vegas. Um, oh, goodness. 
Let's check out the old standings here. I believe they were somewhere around uh, 500. Uh, but I think... I, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Okay, so that was a team that, in a division, obviously with the Chiefs, so it's gonna, you're going to be hard-pressed to win the division against the Chiefs. But you look at the Broncos. I like the Raiders more than the Broncos. Um, you look at the other team in that division, the Los Angeles Chargers. If they move on from, they've moved on from Phillip Rivers and don't get another quarterback besides Tyrod Taylor, that could be one of the worst teams in the NFL next year. Yeah, they they really could just tank, you know, and just do a complete reset. Maybe even you know unload Keenan Allen. I think they should. Yeah, I think that'd probably be wise for them. They should go maybe grab somebody like Herbert in the draft because you got to open that stadium with some buzz because the Chargers have no fans right now. Yeah, they're picking six, you know, so they have the sixth overall pick. So if they want a quarterback, they they could, can get one yeah, at six. Get I think. One. I don't think they'd have to move up to take Herbert or Jordan Love or somebody. And y'all would blow it up if you got a guy like that with the weapons they have. You wouldn't just see what happens. Um. See, I felt that was going to be one of my, like, you know, maybe, maybe sneaky options along with Pittsburgh when Big Ben gets healthy. Oh, yeah. With, with Big Ben back, that's a nice, cause he get one more, option. one more playmaker possibly. And well, Big he's ben, actually healthy. Big Ben teams just don't miss the playoffs typically. Yeah. They've been in the playoffs consistently. He's, he's got, he's one of those last guys, you know, Rivers again. He kind of fell off. Eli's, uh, obviously rode off into the sunset, but I, I do think Big Ben's got one more prove it season in him, um, this year. So that would, be, I guess, be my, my pick is is Pittsburgh with Big Ben back in the picture. Yeah, Addy, who you got there? Anybody throwing out? So we got the Raiders, we got the Steelers. Yeah, Steelers are actually going to be one of mine. Um, Suck it, Addy. Connie Wani. Do you think Chicago could make it back if they go get a Cam Newton? Or yeah, definitely they could they could make it. Um, I could also see someone like you know maybe the Falcons. Maybe they bounce back. Uh, they did finish this finish the uh, stretch. You know, yeah. strong. Somehow Dan Quinn kept his job. Once he kind of, you know, took a back seat on some of the play calling duties. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's a team I could see maybe bounce back. Maybe the Buccaneers, you know. I mean, we'll see what they do there at quarterback. Do they have to bring back Jameis for that to happen? I don't know. I just I just like that Arians is going to have, you know, a second year there. Be able to kind of – everyone knows what to expect at this point. So I feel like uh, – I don't know. He's just a good coach and – um yeah, I could see them maybe take another step. Uh, same with like the Cardinals. They, I think they could as well. They're going to have to obviously add some some stuff on offense. I think they're probably a year away. I think there's going to be a lot of offseason hype pieces about yeah. uh, this is the dark horse team that you need to. No, it's like give them another year, let them accumulate some assets because the cupboard was bare coming into last year in Arizona. Oh, um, but the AFC team that I think could be maybe a surprise, uh, Bengals. Oh yeah, absolutely. If Joe Burrow's the truth, that team is not talent poor. No, yeah, they're they're fine. They just got they have I mean, a lot of. I like a, that's another point we should probably make. Go buy their guys in Dynasty if you can. Any of them, Auden Tate, Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon, all of them. Because here's the thing, they had probably the worst player who played quarterback. Well, the guy for um, New York, the Jets, was pretty god awful. Uh, that they ran out there like the third game, but yeah. the guys the Bengals trotted out there at quarterback this year were Driscoll. Yeah, uh, no, I think he was. Was he for Cincinnati or Detroit? Who knows? Who I don't know? There whoever so it was guys. that whoever they benched Andy Dalton for that was, I believe, and Luke Falk was probably the worst, the guy for the Jets. But whoever <laughs> the Bengals trotted out there, that poo poo platter, 
was absolutely the worst quarterback play outside of Falk in the NFL. So even if you get a B- minus with Joe Burrow, that team could absolutely be in the mix, 8-8, eight 9-7, and, eight, nine and seven, pushing for a wild card. Yep. I like them. My sneaky NFC team, I didn't mention one of those, would be the Cowboys. Because if Jerry pays these guys, you know, he paid Zeke, he's going to pay Dak. Like you all mentioned, he'll probably pay Amari. And you don't make the playoffs again, he may burn Jerry World to the ground. So I, I think they could be an NFC possibility of it's going to be a prove it year when he gives Dak that check. Of, I mean, it came down to the last week between them and the Eagles. The NFC so. East is kind of like the AFC South. Somebody's got to win it. I mean, it was, uh, it was a slugfest there to the end. Yeah, I agree. And I think McCarthy, even though I don't think he's that great of a head coach, they just needed a change there. And so that will that should lift everything up, I, I think. you know, I really forgot they had Mike McCarthy. I know. <laughs> it seems like that was 10 years ago they made that hire. Yeah. And he was sleeping over at Jerry's house yeah. in his little pajamas. And <laughs> That's such a weird story. I just want to see Jason Garrett in the, in, the, in the stands just doing that weirdo clap that he always got caught doing on the sideline. Well, now the he's like the offensive yeah. coordinator for the Giants, right? Yeah. So he's going to be clapping on the sideline twice a year, just looking over at McCarthy like, going to murder you later. Freddie Kitchens over there, too, with him. Freddie Kitchens is what the tight end coach now yeah. in New York. Yeah, they got a. It's a weird staff. It's a very weird staff. Colombo was a nice hire. I like. Yes, that. that was a great hire. But a bunch of uh, yeah, bunch of former head coaches on that staff now. Yeah, you've got Jay Gruden down in Jacksonville. Uh, ben McAdoo resurfaced down there. I think he's gonna be the quarterbacks coach. Like, wow. Are we just like? Is Doug Marone just like? Not paying attention to the writing on the wall right now, like Doug, buddy. This is you're not gonna make it. This is not gonna be your year, man. Can y'all tease in some type of clip art the the picture of uh, McAdoo when he took the Giants head coaching job? The suit he was in, and how big it was. Like, was it like a slick back hair? Oh my was god! Was it a LeBron dude. style? You gotta suit? you gotta look at this. If there's a way to include that on the sewed uh, artwork, the McAdoo suit picture when he took the oh Giants god. job, he's at least in like a four XL suit. That was like. That was, I mean, obviously it wasn't going to go well after yeah. seeing, you know. You saw him show it up. It looks like he's wearing his dad's clothes. Yeah, it really is. It's Like a it's, kid wearing his dad's clothes. This reemerged on the internet when people were talking about him getting rehired. and it's just, What a weird hire. Then Because he, he had the hair that was parted down the middle. It wasn't gelled. It was kind of swept off to both sides. It's a fine look. Okay, yeah. That's, it's, he, not, it's not terrible hair. But he did the slick back hair his second year. <laughs> it was like a TV character who like put on a leather jacket. And was having like this character resurgence, you know, like in a sitcom or something. Like, hey, Trey. what's the deal? He became guy Ro- in town, baby. <laughs> he yeah. became Roger from uh, Doug Funny. I mean, yeah. he just he really did. He became yeah. like a villain. Like, imagine that guy, you know, shit talking OBJ, just being like, who is this goofy bastard? He became Tony Ve- uh, Tony Vecchio from uh, y'all remember Backyard Baseball? That was uh, <laughs> that was what Ben McAdoo, I think, was going for. Ben McAdoo do. So, um, all right, guys, let's take a break here, and uh, we'll be back to talk about some... Spank calls Hyndon for cussing right there, Connor. We're going to wear your Hyndon out to where you cannot sit down for a month. Thank you, Adam. You got the soap to wash out his mouth with? Get over here, Connor! <laughs> got some Dawn dish soap in your back pocket. Or one swear word per episode has been used. I'm sorry to use it within the first 10 minutes. Um, no, no, we're 40 minutes in at this point. Okay. Um, so we'll be back to talk about some... Um, Outlook for all the teams, who has the money, who are the free agents. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. (laughs) You happy, Adam? You got your little fart noise in. 
right, we're back. And uh, we forgot to mention at the top of the show, we're actually sitting here with Markham's four babies, his four Funko Pop children. Addy, who do we have joining us in the uh, show check tonight? That's right. We got Adam Thielen in the house. We got Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, and uh, Keenan Allen. They're yeah. all here. The Mike Thomas looking tight as hell. Like he is—he looks great. Yeah, we need to uh, still a few more that we're lacking. We want to uh, we're, we want we want these to keep growing. You know, we want. So, them. who's your next acquisition? We were talking about this on the way in. Probably Julio. Julio, yeah. Maybe a Saquon. Maybe a CMC. I don't know. We'll see. Do we'll they have see. a good CMC? Oh yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Stay all right, tuned. All right. Connie, I believe I got you a couple of uh, Funko Pops for your birthday it was from the the male model movie with ben stiller uh zoolander zoolander and i believe they've been shoved into a cabinet last time i was at your house so really feel great about that gift and the you know thought that went into it you didn't put those on the uh, mantle place going in the morning yeah my wife is a uh, strict decorating policy at our house i believe you have an office upstairs that you could probably set those up if you wanted she's you have a nightstand connor I'm looking at the hey the Christian McCaffrey Funko Pop is pretty nice. That's right. I, I wouldn't mind getting that one. So let's greatest see. white cool, uh, greatest white running back of all time. It really is him and Peyton Hillis. Uh, so yeah, they have a Saquon and a white jersey. It's pretty nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, that Saquon so, looks pretty good. It's a pretty it's a good Saquon. Some of these look better than the uh, than other ones. Um, and I think the ones that I've got, you know, they're the cream of the crop, baby. They Thielen's headband is tight. He looks That's good. What I said. Yeah, Thielen looks good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're joined by what did you call them? Your uh, your kangaroo babies because they were in the pouch of your backpack. Do you just carry them around like in a bag? Like where do these guys live? Well, they've been in the closet for a little bit. Oh my you know. gosh, this is sad, y'all. That's right. So you know, display them proudly. Yep, I had to clean out the closet. Said I'm sorry, mama. So did Eminem make a surprise performance at the Oscars? Like. I don't know. I didn't watch the Oscars. Yeah, he scared a lot of people too. Like there were a lot of people in the the crowd that had no clue what the hell he was talking about. But he 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 crushed it. A little bit. He of did loot. lose yourself, right? Yeah, he did lose yourself. People were lit. The yeah. Oscars were lit. I don't think those are two words that necessarily go together. People were raising that roof up, man. They were raising it to the ceiling. I did see it. It looked like the the crowd shots were. They were. Everyone looked kind of confused and. Well, there was Adina Menzel, uh, the Broadway star who was in Frozen, just was like, legitimately looked horrified, like she'd just seen some sort of car accident. I don't know, man. At this point, that song's kind of corny, you know? It's been really overused. Like, I think it's probably like the first song up on J.J. Watt's, like, workout right, rotation. Right, yeah. That, with, uh, the Fort that, Minor. That one's, yeah, yeah, Fort Minor and that. But, the, yeah, that place is full of just insufferable people. So 10% I, luck, 10% bang. You, you know when they did the text. 100% pain. You know when they did Toradol shot before the game. That uh, when they did the Texans hard knock season, they JJ Watt was like, under one condition, I get to do this kind of workout segment where I'm singing this song. With my hat backwards yeah. and a cutoff shirt. He's just flipping tires in the rain and just like signing autographs for the kids. Just glaring. 20% pain. My pain is being managed real well by the staff. 6,000% pain. 6,000%, huh? I'm in so much pain. He really is. He's had so many horrifying He's crying out for you listeners. Help. Yeah, just uh, someone please help J.J. Watt. 
All right, guys, let's get into the uh, outlook here for each of these NFL teams. Addy's put in. He's done the Lord's work today. It's right, Joshy Washy. Putting in some work on the cap space side. Sure. And also f- notable free agents for each team. So, Addy, why don't we just go down the list here? And just uh, a brief little overview. We're not going to get too in depth. Again, we're just this is a this is kind of you know we we didn't know Bobby wasn't going to be here. We had a we had a big sode planned. Yeah. So, so uh, the, the sode we teased uh, last time the. Uh, reality check series with a defensive lineman, linebackers, and DBs. It'll be a three-part series. We'll be starting next week uh, right. once Bobby is back. So, uh, yeah, this was episode was kind of thrown together. But, yeah. guys, it's turning out really mediocre so far. Oh, plan B. Oh, Connie Wani over here. That's right. So, Addy, why don't we uh, – let's start right here at the top of the AFC. Who's the first team we're going to be talking about? Talking about the Cincinnati Bungles, guys. All right, got the 2-14 and 14 last year. God, they were awful. My goodness. But they got $44.7 million in cap. So, you know, it's pretty good. And uh, the guys we are going to see expire, A.J. Green, Tyler Eifert, Nick Vigil, and uh, Darquez. 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 <laughs> Dark crazy. Dark Dark as Denard, I believe. Dark as Denard. Uh those are some of the notable guys leaving. Um and of course they have that one oh one. Yeah, so obviously well, nothing's I guess obvious when it comes to the Bengals, but the consensus seems to be Joe Burrow there, so you have to believe Andy Dalton's gonna be on the way out of town. Uh I don't think they'll bring AJ Green back. I think they'll let Tyler Eifert walk. I think they'll let everyone on this list walk, honestly. I wow. don't know that there's anybody they'll be bringing back. Yeah, they're gonna look. Uh, they're gonna look different. Way different. They need to look different. They've been bad. They do. They AJ do. can go prove it somewhere else. I think he can revitalize his career. He's been hurt there. And I don't think any Bengals fan would blame AJ Green for wanting to go chase a ring on a team that is a more serious contender than what the Bengals can be. Dude, why would you stay? There? I mean, I know earlier I said the uh, it would be a shame to see him leave and them them start doing really well, but just. Dude, you're AJ Green. You're you're bigger than Cincinnati at this point. Like, just you've you've suffered enough. Like, you literally hurt your foot on their crappy ass practice field last year because basically it was made of like you know it was the it was the field from Sandlot the movie like rocks and holes and you've paid enough. Yeah, we all think Joe Burrow's going to be good, but at Cincinnati stuff usually goes bad there. So uh, yeah, maybe you should just use this opportunity to get out of there, AJ. Go play in Baltimore. Go play in Kansas City. Go play for a contender. Oof. You don't owe, you don't owe Cincinnati anything else. Yeah, if the Chiefs cut Sammy Watkins and bring in AJ Green, that'd be VV nice. All right, Addy, next team up. Who we got? Bills ten and six last year made the playoffs. They got a lot of cap room, looking like eighty point one million. Did you pull this from over the cap spot track? Over the cap. Over the cap. So, and some of those sites are a little different, but you know, for the most part, uh, most part they're all within you know. Two million of each other. I don't so. know how do they get these contract details. I haven't really ever dug into the specifics. Like, how do these guys know like the exact number of dead money for each player? But hey, great resource for uh, dynasty heads like yeah. us. And I imagine some of them, you know, haven't been updated recently. You know, or or, or as recent as some of the other ones because there have been transactions. People have been getting cut. There've been you know people re-signing already. So <clears throat> anyway, bills eighty point one million in cap. Uh, they're not really losing anyone, you know, too significant, but uh, but definitely some nice guys. Uh, Jordan Phillips, he 
came on this year, defensive tackle for the that Bills. He did. Played really well. Uh, Shaq Lawson, he's a guy that, you know, he's still young. I think you want them to bring back Lawson. I know you said you scooped him up in a dynasty league. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's still only 26. He had, uh, he came on, you know, came on hot down the stretch. Um, yeah, I, I think they should retain both those guys, but they might get a lot on the open market. You know, people are always looking for defensive ends. Um, and Frank Gore. The he's, inconvenient truth. Uh, is he, uh, do you guys think he's done or? He's been done for like two or three years, but no one told him or Frank isn't <laughs> listening. I Frank's mean, just putting his football pants on and letting his huge nuts bounce around. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's doing all right. They're um, like, uh, Frank, listen, it's over. You're, you're fired. He's like, no, no, I'm not. You're fired. <laughs> I'm on this team. Yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> No, I think it's a race between him and Adrian Peterson to see who can stick around. Yeah, it's a prize thing. Past their prime. Yeah, it's like uh, it's yeah, it's a handshake that just lasts forever, and then it just gets harder and harder. Disintegrate each other's hands to dust. <laughs> just like who's gonna blink first? Oh, neither of them. They're just yeah. gonna die like this. Okay, that sounds good, guys. Um, interesting, you know. It, in the Eli Hall of Fame discussion, Frank Gore was one of those players that got brought up. What kind of Hall of Fame case does he have? And I know you're a staunch proponent of Frank Gore as a compiler, well, not necessarily a no, Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I do think Frank Gore's he's awesome, man. He was, and especially in his in his prime, he was a he was a great player. I really like Frank Gore, but you know, he hasn't been that special for a while. And he has has he ever had a top three running back season? Maybe really early on, like yeah. 05. But he was banged up a lot early in his yeah. career. Like he didn't really become this, you know. He's, I mean, now he's, you can't kill the you guy. You can't kill the guy. Yeah. But he's I made mean, like concrete. early in his career, he, he really struggled with, with staying on the field. Um, but yeah, I liked him a lot early on, but he just, he's been one of those guys who the last 10 years or so, it's just that he's been out there, you know, just adding up stats. Just, just running for about 2.8 yards a clip. Yeah. All right. Next up here, we got the Broncos about, uh, 62 million in cap space. Uh, with some notable free agents, and I believe Addy, you have uh, Von Miller here with a star, which means this is a club option on club Von option. Miller, right? Um, it's a separate so, thing. It's not. It doesn't mean restricted free agent. It's a club option, so the the team actually has the choice if they want to, you know, um, make that option a thing. Connie, I have to imagine it. that uh, Von Miller is not going to be going anywhere. That uh, Denver is going to want to keep him around. Wouldn't you say? I think you could. I mean, it, it would be awesome to see just a big name like that come to your team. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a reason they'll keep those club options like that because they want to keep those dudes that are on the side of the stadium there in house. So I'm sure Vaughn's got a, a few more good years there for you. Another guy with a club option looks like Todd Davis. Yeah. Who was played really like surprisingly well last year. Like when you really look at his finish, uh, had a great linebacker season. Uh, as well as Justin Simmons, Chris Harris, and Derek Wolf. Those that's are a, some big names that could yeah, be leaving Denver. That's that defense. It really is. That's the heart of the defense. I mean, Justin Simmons is great. Chris Harris has always been one of the best cornerbacks in the league. I don't think there's any chance that Chris Harris is on the Broncos next year. I think he's going to go get paid a lot of yeah. money by some team. Yeah, it sounds like they were trying to shop him you know, at the deadline, but just weren't able to get anything worked out. Uh, which was stupid. I mean, they should have. He should have been traded. Absolutely. Uh, he is 30 years old, so you have to wonder if you know signing a 30 year old cornerback to big money is the best use of your resources. But maybe you could get him on like a two year deal if you're you know a team that's 
a piece or two away from competing for a Super Bowl. He's still good. He's still good. The the priority uh, resign here would be Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons for sure. He's been great this year. Pick up the options on Todd Davis, Von Miller, resign Justin Simmons. Uh, what about Derek Wolf? Um. I think that's a guy that's probably going to get overpaid in free agency. Yeah. So he's and, probably going to hit the market and uh, play somewhere else next year. Yeah. And even if you don't, I don't know what Todd Davis's number, uh, his contract looks like, but even if they don't, you know, do the option, I mean, they'd be fine. They could find a linebacker. Yeah. Uh, they they found one last year with uh, A.J. Johnson coming on down right. the stretch. He was so, really good. Uh, and also, they have $62 million in cap again. So. They can go pay somebody. Yeah. So uh, next up here, Addy, who we got? We got the Browns, who went six and ten last year. Uh, they have forty nine point five million in cap. Kareem Hunt is a restricted free agent. Joe, you have to imagine he's probably going to hit the hit the street now that uh, this with, whole yeah, incidents come up. Probably so. New GM in there. Dorsey was the guy who brought him over from Kansas City. So, man, I think they've been saying you know that they are going to keep him, but I guess that's just what else are they going to say? Um. But, I mean, you think it, if they weren't going to keep him when they've already cut him at this point? I don't know. They could still put a tender on him and see if maybe they're wants thinking, to take a chance. Yeah. Why lose him for nothing if you can get him something for him? That's true. It probably just makes his tender. It's not going to be a second-round tender now. Yeah, maybe a third, yeah. fourth. Someone may be willing to pay that I still. would pay a third or a fourth. Yeah. You know, a little dart throw. So, Cream Hunt, uh, Joe Schobert, Greg Robinson, and Rashard Higgins. Yeah, Schobert's going to make all the money in the world. Yeah, I don't think they're going to retain him. No, I think he's going to be too expensive. So we're going to look at uh, next year going in with Mac Wilson, uh, Taki Taki, and Christian we'll Kirksey. You think he stays on too? Yeah, I think so. Um, the uh, I actually traded Kirksey away in our XFFL league uh, for the, I think, 5-11, and... Um, it was one of those things where I wasn't going to resign Kirksey. He was making about $3.3 million. This is an RSO league, so it's salary cap. Uh, but the Browns owner sounded pretty confident that he was either going to be there and play or just basically be hurt, which has kind of been his MO. It didn't seem likely the team was going to cut him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of uh, I, I think I'm going to say that they're going to be maybe one of my teams that makes the playoffs next year. The Browns? Yeah I, could oh, see, yeah. I could see a huge bounce back. Yeah, Stefanski there brings a little bit of stability to the locker room. Connie, what'd you think of that hire? Were you uh, <clears throat> happy to see? Well, not happy, but uh, were you happy to see a change in Cleveland bringing in uh, the Vikings offensive coordinator Stefanski to hopefully rejuvenate? The league's better when Baker is just balling out and kind of swagging. But what were your thoughts on the Browns offseason so far? Uh, I think. Big Cat said it best. Freddie Kitchens always had coordinator face. Like the moment was just so big. It was, you could always tell that he was just like way in over his head. So, you know, if he was at, if he was driving the boat, especially on offense for the Browns, I mean, I think you'll recall on more than one occasion. I mean, it was just a comedy of errors every time they played. So, you know, from what I've heard and Adam, I'm sure you can touch on it, you know, more in detail being such a big Vikings fan, but, I've heard a lot of great things about Stefanski. I think the Browns have a talented nucleus. Uh, I think Baker can make things happen in a vision that, besides Lamar and the Ravens, is is going to kind of have some uh, some potential new, you know, Big Ben being back and then Burrow being in Cincy. It will be a fun division to watch. So um, I would love to see Baker and them go back to being competitive, get above five hundred, and fight for one of those wild card spots like we talked about. Yeah, it's going to be fun. They needed to make a change. Um, 
Freddie Kitchens was the emotional hire. Obviously, in retrospect, it was the wrong hire. But I think Baker realized he's made some comments this offseason like, I'm going to talk a lot less, which is mm-hmm. probably the right move for Baker. Maybe focus on, you know, being the best quarterback that you can possibly be. It seemed like his head's in the right place. They, uh, I mean, they can make some stuff happen, you know. They still got Baker on his rookie deal, so yep. that's a nice advantage. That's that's usually your t- your window. Um, and so I could see them, you know, could we not see maybe Trent Williams going there? Redskins, there was some, some chatter today from Rappaport. About, I saw this. Yeah, about, uh, you know. Positive conversations. Positive conversations, yeah, <laughs> which I think just means – that uh, the new head coach, Ron Rivera, talked to Trent Williams for the first time. Yeah. So. He answered the phone. Yeah, he was like, hey, uh, no, I don't want to talk to you, coach. Okay, bye. <laughs> but hey, at least he picked up. It was positive. Yeah. Wasn't just it's like a step. A, it's a baby step. Wasn't putting him straight to voicemail. That's right. All right, so Chargers are up next here. About $48.7 million in cap. We know Phillip Rivers is gone. Austin Eckler is a restricted free agent. Melvin Gordon. Hunter Henry and Adrian Phillips are all available as well. So you have to imagine that, what are they going to stick Eckler with? Maybe a second round tender or uh, was he undrafted? What was his original draft price? Was he actually a drafted guy for them? Well, I don't remember. Uh, he might've been undrafted. Okay. Um, Yeah. I mean, do you think they just give him a new deal? Eckler? Yeah. I would if I were them. I'd let Gordon walk. He's going to command a lot of money. And, um, Eckler might as well, though. I mean, Eckler's, Eckler's going to be what, like a three-year, thirty million dollars? Is that too much? No, I'd pay him three years. You know, ten, ten, ten mil a year for yeah. sure. Yeah, he's one of the best two, you know, two-way backs in the league as far as uh, running the ball and catching the ball. So yeah. I don't know if he signs that deal, but I mean, yeah, that's I would do that if I was the Chargers. Who's his quarterback, though? I think is the question yeah. too. I don't want to be taking handoffs from Tyrod Taylor in a half-empty SoFi Stadium if I'm him. Yeah, that team's – I don't really have much of a feel on how they're going to – what direction they're going to go in. Connie, where would uh, you see Melvin Gordon ending up somewhere? Uh, where would be a, a good destination for Mr. Gordon to end up if you had to pick one? There's some teams out there that need running back. Um, I think it's a matter of you got to look at these teams that have a lot of money that are going to be willing to spend up. Obviously, teams that are cash-strapped are not going to be you know, paying 12 to $15 million a year for a running back. Right. I mean, I think you could see him on a team like, you know, I think the Texans could use improvement at running back. You know, I think they could take a little bit from the Titans' blueprint just in terms of how they were able. Really just a I lot like of the that fit. That's nice. I think a lot mm-hmm. of the teams that were able to last and, and make a true run, had they were able to lean on their running game a little bit. I think they're asking Deshaun just to do a little too much. I think he could come in and be a you know a good fit there to kind of take some of the load off him and just give him another playmaker uh, out of the backfield. I love that, Connie Wani. What about the Chiefs? Connie Wani, Carlos Hyde and Lamar Miller, both free agents, Connie Wani. He did his research. Did his research. So Hunter Henry and Adrian Phillips. Do we think uh, either of those guys are back? I think they. Hunter Henry, I think, is going to probably be franchise tagged. You think franchise tagged? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Who, well, I mean, who else would they uh, – maybe they have an offensive tackle. I just think somebody. with the injury history, I don't know. Are they just ready to wipe their hands of Hunter Henry? Maybe so. I don't know. Just move on. Adrian Phillips, I'm mixed on. I could see them bringing him back or letting him walk. It's know? funny, man. I got RSO brain. Whenever, like, 
my brain kind of thought, well, they they should just franchise tag him and extend him. Yeah, right. That's how we think about these things. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, he is a, like when we think about trades and stuff. I'm always attaching the RSO contract to these guys, so it's bad. It's a, it's a sickness. Um, yeah, this was a team. I just mentioned the Chiefs. They don't really have the cap space, though, to bring in a guy like Melvin Gordon. Uh, they've got Chris Jones going to be a free agent. They have uh, club options on the Damian Bros, Damian Williams, and Damian Wilson. Kendall Fuller and Demarcus Robinson also going to be free agents. So I think uh, Chris Jones probably going to hit the streets, if I had to guess. Uh, get a nice, big, fat deal from someone. And Damian Williams may as well. I mean, I don't know. I think he has like a 3 or $4 million deal, but I mean... That's when you look at the cap situation that they're in. That's a that's a chunk. They may have to cut bait and just go with a rookie, you know, just out of necessity. Um, but I don't know. They can make room elsewhere. They can make cuts. I mean, it would be kind of odd to see them cut Damian Williams after the Super, Super Bowl. Run. Bowl. Yeah. Thanks, Damian. See you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're cash strapped, I mean, sometimes you have to make these tough decisions. Yep. Um. Yeah, Chris Jones. He's probably is he the best piece clowny probably clowny and chris jones is a better player clowny is going to get a bigger deal i think yeah i think clowny gets the biggest deal for a defensive player yeah you're probably right even though chris jones is a better player in my opinion yeah clowny's got dreads so yeah i want the colts go after clowny do you yeah yeah how do you feel about this you know obviously clowny was a former texan for years so you want to see us make a push oh absolutely i think if he gets in the right fit and he's not an every down guy. I think, especially playing indoors, guys like him could, you know, just last a little longer if you figure out how to play him. He's had, he's had a little bit of bad luck with injury, like some guys do when you play that physical of a position. But I'd love to see him have a second chance at, you know, I say that it's not like his career has been. Where is he now currently with Seattle? Seattle, yeah. So, you know, I'd love to see any make a run at him. Yeah, it'd be fun. I'd rather him go after Chris Jones if they're going to be spending that money. But Clowney does play a more valuable position as an edge rusher, whereas Chris Jones is more of like a run-stuffing D-tackle type. Well, so This brings us uh, right into a perfect next team, the Colts. Perfect, perfect. Second most money in the league, right? Next up, uh, next to the team we're going to talk about next, the Dolphins. Yeah, $86.1 million. Uh Connor, you want to read these guys off? Uh, Anthony Costanzo, uh, starting left tackle, t- uh, tackle Devin Funches. Uh, he got to play every bit of like, uh, 10 quarter. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first quarter where he that broke was his. tight when we watched him in the first game. Yeah. It, it was promising every bit of a drive Snapped or two he got to enjoy. Um, I do think they'll bring him back just as a side note. I oh, think. absolutely not. He is for sure going to be gone. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think as, as, as crazy as it is, I could see it. I could see them maybe keeping him around. Uh, Jabal Sheard, uh, Eric Ebron, he's gone. Gathers, he's gone. Um, so yeah, quite a few pieces there that have, you know, been there for a while, some new ones, but I'd say, like I mentioned, Costanzo is, is going to be one of your, I mean, if not, besides quarterback, your most important aspect to make sure that if he's not there, you're finding an immediate replacement. Uh, just so you don't go through, if you do get a quarterback, you don't go through Andrew Luck 2.0 where a guy is just getting beat to death behind something that's been a staple these last few seasons with your offensive line. Well, and keep in mind, everyone's like, well, Andrew Luck kind of opened the floodgates for these Colts players to retire. Jack Muhort actually retired after about four seasons with the Colts as a, I believe, first-round draft pick. Uh, of the Colts in 2015. So 
Colts offensive lineman retiring prematurely. There is a precedent here. I think he was our first pick, but he was a second round pick. I don't think we had okay. a first round pick. That, that year, was from the Trent Richardson, the Richardson year. So okay. bringing up more bad memories. <laughs> I'm sitting here in the soda shack. <laughs> just I have like PTSD every time I come here. It's just like Andrew Luck retired. Talking about Trent Richardson and play other players retiring or being awful. So you miss Griggy. Hey, Griggy won an executive of the year. Yeah, all he did was ruin our franchise quarterback in the process. So but yeah, cool. so good tight. Where, is, where is Grigson now? He's not with the Browns, he? Is got he? on somewhere. Uh, he's an AD for maybe high like school the, in Minnesota. I think he's with the NFL team. I swear he's with an NFL team. As I think like maybe advisor. the Seahawks or something. I don't know. Um, you guys have the 13th overall pick. You guys got the second pick of the second round, and then you got the 12th pick of the second round. What do you guys thinking you're going to do with these quarterback first round wow i want to see us go herbert or jordan love at 13 i want to see us go uh some sort of offensive lineman especially if costanzo is gone they're in the second round and also a wide receiver that would be my choice quarterback some sort of offensive lineman and then wide receiver connie same thing again the costanzo thing is just such a, the biggest uh, cog in the wheel to see how that goes but quarterback first no matter really what you have to do, like just be aggressive with that because everything else is so irrelevant. If you don't have a dude back there at Trigger Man, and I just don't think Jacoby is. You got to be, you got to be aggressive. I think Love seems like, in my opinion, the most realistic fit that's going to be there, unless you got very aggressive and knew you could make a push for Tua. Um, and if he seems like he's healthy, I wouldn't be against going after a guy like Tua who was everybody's lead uh lead man here for a while but after that again you know bolster that receiving core ty is not getting any younger and after that you've you know you've got the likes of maybe devin funches chester rogers i'd love to see us go get like a debo samuel type and um just get that big bodied guy that can just you know catch the ball and have the catch after or run after the catch ability We've had speedsters. We've got guys like Paris Campbell and T.Y. Hilton that can take the top off, but we don't have any big-body guys. Haven't had a lot of big-body receivers, really. I mean, Funches was kind of that change. And, you know, again, we got every bit of a few drives out of him. But, you know, you lose Ebron. Um, Jack Doyle got re-signed. Jack so Doyle back. got re-signed. You know, again, Funches, let's say he's gone, then you really are going to start seeing a big, a uh, pretty big hole there to to, to make a, a big improvement on the receiving side of things for the Colts. One thing I one name I saw connected to the Colts that would be kind of interesting, Austin Hooper. Ooh, probably not getting paid by the Falcons if uh, Ebron leaves, and we just have uh, Jack Doyle and uh, Gigantor Mo Ali Cox. Yep. Then uh, I would love to see us bring in somebody like Hooper. He's on my list. Pooper Hooper is on my list of people to spend that money on a guy who's young and ascending. I mean, he was the tight end one in fantasy last year until he got hurt, playing really well. So uh, next up here, the aforementioned Dolphins with about $89.4 million in cap space. Basically, Aqib Tlaib just sort of like hanging out, got <laughs> traded there from what, Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the list of guys they had expiring, and there was like no one of note. No, so this is a team that basically is just – We've never seen a team really tank, but this they did it organically. They didn't like they did it the right way. They did. This is a you know apparently the right draft. If you're gonna tank, you want to do it in this draft because um, there's so much talent. Uh, but yeah, I mean they've it's all lined up for them. They got they got the cap, and then they got these draft picks now. Um, so do we think this is where Tua lands? I think so. 
I think the Dolphins are at what mm, five right now, five or six. So they're gonna have to trade up and get ahead of Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's at three. So do you all think that um, unless Detroit- Washington just ends up, you know, wanting to hold it, Chase Chase Young is, is not really a need there for them. He's not, but I don't think you can pass him up either. But what? Why not? He's uh, got sick dreads too. He does have sick dreads. I mean, he's the predator. Yeah, yeah, he does look like the predator. But you know, do you not think that they're going to have questions about Haskins? Oh, absolutely, they should have uh, questions about Haskins, um, especially with a new coach coming in there. Could it, you not see it? Like, oh, I said it. I think a couple episodes ago, I wouldn't be shocked. Like these teams that were, we think we have the starters figured out. You know, Jacksonville, it's going to be either Nick Foles or. Gardner Minshew and Washington's going to be Haskins. Don't be surprised. Crazy stuff happens. I could absolutely see them taking Tua at number two. And it does seem like that they've these GMs have gotten a lot more creative lately with the trades and stuff, and there's more of them now uh, in this day and age. So, yeah, you're right. I think we could see some shakeups. It is time for the R words to go ahead and uh, and ruin another franchise like once in a like generation talent at quarterback. They killed RG3. Now they're going to kill Tua. After he's already been injury injury prone, so yeah, Dolphins at five. Yeah. You got the Giants, obviously not taking a quarterback at four. Detroit doesn't seem like a team to take a quarterback unless they move on from Stafford. But yeah, you never know. Uh, Lions and uh, Washington; those could be two teams in the market for a quarterback, yeah. depending on what happens. I feel like if two is there at three, Detroit takes him. I think so. I think so. Of course, with what you know, Stafford's dealing with his neck, his All the back, broken bones his, in his back. And is yeah. Thank you all for that. I'll just bleep it to make him think that you all actually were singing the song. Thank you for that, Joshy Wolshy. All right, so let's keep it rolling here, boys. We can burn through these next few. This is the first team, the Jags, where we actually have a team in the red. Addy, we're looking at about three point four million dollars above the cap. Yeah, they're so, in trouble. So they need to make some move, some moves here. They got Marcel Darius. Yannick Ngakwe, Donald Payne, Keelan Cole, and Najee Good are all the notable free agents. So, um, what are they going to do here? I don't know. I mean, Nick Foles, maybe he's getting cut. That's everything that Barnwell talked about in that piece I mentioned. It was Foles is going to be getting dumped on some team and probably have to send a second-round pick or something with that oh, contract. Man. Just That's to get, unfortunate. Yeah, it really sucks, but... You literally are over the cap right now, so yeah. you've got to make some drastic moves. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a tough situation. They're the the future's not looking great for them now. No, it is not. Jay Gruden's going to be their coach by Halloween. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's going to be Gardner Minshew and you know some other jabroni off the street at quarterback. Um, I think Ngakwe is going to make a ton of money on the open market. Donald Payne, Keelan Cole, Najee Good, I think they're all gone. Yeah. Keelan Cole, shout out Kentucky Westland, right. right? Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, so they, they're going to have to get uh, pretty drastic and make some moves yeah. here. They're going to suck, so that's good for you guys. That helps. Uh, Jets, Addy, what we got going on in New York? Looks like they got $49.6 million, uh, Guys expiring. Their center, Ryan Khalil, Robbie Anderson. Neville Hewitt, James Burgess. Yeah, we'll be talking about uh, James Burgess on the next episode, the reality check for the linebackers. He was a very interesting case in terms of production, snap count. Is he a talented guy? Was he just a compiler in a perfect situation? We'll be talking about him a little later. But, uh, yeah, Jets got about $49.6 million in cap space. 
I think Robbie Anderson's going to break the bank. Because, um, I, I mean, we'll see if either A.J. Green or Amari Cooper makes it to the open market. I don't think Cooper does. I think Green does. If Green makes it, he'll be the highest paid guy. I think Robbie Anderson will be number two as far as wide receivers go. Because some team like the Packers, yeah, you know, will pay handsomely for a wide receiver too. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, man, he could be he to could not be have huge. to throw to MVS. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is already sending some some text messages to uh, Brian Gutekunst, being like, "Hey, Goody, let's uh, let's bring Robbie into the building." They never do that stuff either. They never bring anyone in. Nope. You know, um, Jets forty nine point six million in cap, but who is going to want to go play there? Nobody. You know, so. If they're old gonna, Adam Gase, old crazy eyes. Yeah, why would you do it, man? I mean, he's crazy. And plus, you're just going to possibly destroy your value, you know, like, yep. like Le'Veon's scene. Um, he's just he's not good, not good for for your money. Yeah, Connie, what's your read on the whole uh, New York Jets situation right now with uh, old Adam Gase at the helm? Last year, I felt like just encapsulated what Jets fans have been dealing with. It's like they felt like they just had this – sliver of hope and then your quarterback gets kissing disease and yeah. you know your coach at his press conference yeah seems like he's basically on pcp and losing his mind so you know again you just it's it's same same year you know same day different what you know that whole expression but it's that just old expression yeah sir it's good <laughs> they're they're just living the same life year after year there in the in the afc east having to you know play the pats and get just run over by them but I, I don't foresee anything changing much with the jets no matter who they bring in or what they're doing i think darnold's fine it's not his fault as to why they're doing what they're doing i think a lot of that starts with gase and really what they have around him because Besides him, the Jets, they don't really have a ton of talent, in my opinion, there on their team. They went and overpaid for Le'Veon, and, you know, again, I think they're just a byproduct of the management that they have. Yeah, they they tried to uh, they tried to patch it up last year as best they could with, you know, these big signings and C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon. And, and then Gase comes in and is like, I didn't really want either <laughs> of these guys. Yeah, just – destroys the the locker room chemistry immediately so yeah he made some weird comments you know again just adding further to you know the whole implosion that's going on there so yeah i don't think any any amount of signings are going to help them in my opinion i think they're just going to kind of be bottom dwellers for a while all right so moving on from the bottom dwellers to the team that has dominated the afc east for about two decades the new england patriots have about 45.5 million dollars in cap space uh, and some notable free agents here. Obviously, the biggest one being Tommy Brady, uh, Devin McCourty, Kyle Vannoy, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, and Adam Butler. So uh, who do we see here? I've said already I think Tom Brady's back. Uh, but the rest of these guys, I mean, Belichick is like, guys, hit the skids once. Uh, Later, dudes. Yeah, they are not uh, one a team to keep around players that, you know, are past their prime in any way shape or form so if they bring tom back what's he going to cost 25 million they said they're willing to pay him 30 so i think it's 30 i think they pretty much just said this is what we're paying them everyone chill out that would give them you know about 15 because he's famously taken a lot of discounts in the past hasn't he so like he's going to get one of these major deals and i had heard kind of close to 30 is what the numbers being tossed around that so i see a few of these guys that you should probably theoretically bring back you may lose due to just finally having to pay tommy the pay yeah. me now or pay me later is finally due for Tom. Yeah, and you're going to pay him at the worst point in his career, where you he's know he's not really worth it. He's not he's not at the peak of his powers anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying he's washed up, but um, 
Definitely not the player he used to be. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, thirty million in this day and age—that's that's, that's kind of reasonable for a quarterback. Oh yeah, for a starting quarterback, especially with the cap going up about to two hundred million. Yeah. So uh, next up here, Addy, who we got? We got the Las Vegas Raiders. They got about fifty-one million in cap. Guys uh, that are expiring: Daryl Worley, Carl Joseph, Vontez Burfick, Benson Mueo, Isaiah Crowell. God, they have Isaiah Crowell. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. That was oh, surprising. Wow. That's, that uh, is a shocker. Yeah, some of these guys are just listed because, like, oh, yeah, he's on that team. Yeah. Him and Vontez Burfick, those are two stand-up dudes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Vontez. Uh, yeah. The Did you all see that tweet about uh, everything that's happened since Antonio Brown, that hit from Vontez yes. Burfick? Insane. It really is. Like, I think it's not some sort of weird conspiracy to say that Vontez Burfick hit changed A.B.'s life and his career. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Uh, Las Vegas has two first round picks. They have the twelfth overall pick, and they have the nineteenth overall pick, and that is from that uh, Khalil Mack trade. Yep. So, so this is a team we could see trading up to uh, take a to uh, yeah take a Herbert, whoever, whichever quarterback they fall in love with. Yeah, definitely. But uh, man, I kind of like the Raiders. They are they're kind of set up nicely. They are. You know, they got some nice pieces on defense now. They probably need to get a an elite linebacker. Um, the other linebackers were so bad. Yeah. Maybe they could. We'll see what Abrams is. Uh, I, I like him. I think he he could be good in the long run. But, uh, I mean, now they got Max Crosby there. Yep. Clellan so they, Farrell. So they got some pieces. Uh, the offense looks decent. Uh, but, yeah, we we got to get him a quarterback. So You know who Gruden's favorite quarterback is, right? Who? The next one. I love that. He is. So true. He's I love big, that. He's a big quarterback whisperer guy. I love that. You're a good guy. <laughs> that when you, they Connor. when they brought in Frank Caliendo on Hard Knocks to do Gruden. Telling you, man. Yeah. This guy, man. <laughs> this guy, the man. Crazy eyes. You know, the one eye squinnier than the other. It's good stuff. Um, all right. The Ravens here. Not a lot of cap room. About $27.7 You got Jimmy Smith. Team option on Brandon Carr. Michael Pierce. Patrick on Wuasor, Matt Judon, and Gus Edwards, all free agents. So Matt Judon is going to get paid. He is gone. Adios, Matt. Go get your money. Um, these other guys, what do you all think? Um, I mean, you know, Jimmy Smith's a great corner. He's one of the better cornerbacks. Um, their two highest scoring players on defense and IDP were their cornerbacks. Yeah, Brandon Carr's pretty decent too. I think. Yep. Um, he's got a he's got a club option, but um, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Baltimore's one of those teams that are just, they're so great at just growing their talent. They are. You know, they always, Chuck Clark. Yep, exactly. Next yeah. man up. So they'll probably let most of these guys walk, you know, and they'll, uh, and they'll be fine. They'll, they'll be, be fine. like, how is yep. their defense this good again? So yeah, I don't see any of these guys being a huge priority to bring back. So do we I, think the Ravens take a step back next year? I think so. I mean, 14 and two, not really a whole lot of space to go up. You think they maybe, you know, 12 and four? Yeah. I mean, a, Anywhere between ten and six and thirteen and three, even though it's a step back from fourteen and two, would still be a, you know, huge success and probably good enough to win that division. Yeah, I hope we see. Uh, well, I think we're, I think we're going to see uh, Mahomes and Jackson for the next. Oh, man, that would be great. Ten years. That'd be so good. All right, uh, next up, division mates here, Steelers. Who we got for them, Connie? For Pittsburgh, we have Bud Dupree, Vance McDonald, Mike Hilton. Uh, uh, Javon, Javon Hargrave. Hargrave, Artie Burns, and B.J. Finney. <laughs> B.J. Finney, where? Who is this? <laughs> That's uh, Doctor. What's the wait? What's the dude from that show? 
Um, you making people up, Adam? Boys, boy meets world. Is that Doctor Feeny? 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 He's the teacher. <laughs> Close enough. Bj Feeny. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. None know. of these guys are coming back. I don't know why I put him on there. Uh, Bud Dupree gonna make a lot of money. He earned himself a new contract this year, dude. Yeah. A, a big thing to note with the Steelers is they have 1.4 million in cap. So that's what they, I'm saying. They're up against it. But I mean, none of these guys are coming back. Uh, and that's you know. Those are some nice little pieces that they're going to lose. Yep. Bud Dupree, Kentucky boy. Yeah, right. he had a great year. Uh, Fun fact about Audrey him, the night good. of the draft, I tweeted him because he wore like a crushed velvet suit, and he liked my tweet and retweeted it. Wow. And I got like crazy love when he got drafted by Pittsburgh because they're so fanatical. And I think people were under the impression that I had like some connection with Bud Dupree because they were like sliding in my DMs about it. And I was like, no, I don't know, Bud. I was just, I was just showing love because he looks just stupid fresh. Yeah, right. You were telling You'll me. have to pull that draft photo of him. I mean, he's in like a crushed velvet suit. He looked, he looked super dope. You were telling him you knew Bud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know Bud. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I paid. Sure. I paid for Bud when he lived at the lodge in Kentucky. Uh, uh, oh, B- Bud? Hey, yeah, talking Hell. about my Bud, Bud. Hell. We were smoking Bud, <laughs> Connor. Bud, bleep that out, Josh. <laughs> he did look fresh in that suit, though. Is it not? Like, can we just admire though? Like, I always go back to the LeBron James draft suit. It's like, okay, I know LeBron was just coming out of high school. Um, well, maybe his isn't as bad as what I'm remembering, but no, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty awful. All white, humongous suit. Guys have kind of figured out like, Hey guys, hire a tailor, get a suit that fits. It looks like he's being drafted into heaven. (laughs) Basketball heaven, (laughs) AKA Cleveland. All right. Moving on here. The Texans have about 55.19 million. We mentioned Lamar Miller will be gone, Bradley Roby, Jonathan Joseph, Carlos Hyde, and DJ Reader. So we think they lose Get both. Get your reader. Case a reader. Do we think that they lose both of these running backs to free agency? I say yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're and bringing you know, in Melvin Gordon, baby. Yeah, Connor's right. You know, that? did you hear, did you see this story that, um, that, uh, old, uh, old head coach they got down there? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Oh, Bob. <laughs> Is now the GM. Yes. They're not hiring a GM and yeah. they fired their contract negotiator. Hmm. So he is now the head coach, the GM, and the contract negotiator for the Houston Texans. Huh. Does he have some dirt on somebody down there? I think he knows where the bodies are buried in Houston. <laughs> is he Jackie Moon? Is he like the owner player coach I, of the Texans? I think he wants to be. <laughs> he, hey, what if he is? What if he starts playing? What position would he play? Like uh, center or guard? Run, well, run, they need to run him back. There you go. Yeah, Bob they do need there. to run him back. With old butt chin Bob. Yeah. Get Bill out there. Yes, sir. Tuck, it, tuck that ball right there in that, that butt chin. You're Put right. Put in that crevasse. Yes, sir. He'll never fumble that thing. Put it nice and deep like. Yes, sir. All right. Last team here on the old list. Probably the most, honestly, probably the most interesting team as far as free agents go. A lot of notable names. Titans have about fifty point seven million. The who? The tight ones? Yes, sir. Uh what is that? Is that a um That's um That is a let's What's see, that? Uh, heartbreak, the Heartbreak Kid. Heartbreak Kid with Ben Stiller. Great, like really underrated Ben Stiller. Funny movie. movie. Very yeah. funny. Remember the tight ones was the porno he was bringing down for <laughs> yes. the guy who works like at the uh 
guest services desk at the resort. So um, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Logan Ryan, Marcus Mariota, and Wesley Woodyard. Some All big names. free agents. The big names. They got, uh, yeah, you said 50 million? About 50, yeah, 0. 0.7 million. And like we touched on that one episode, the reason why they have so much is because they're rolling over 20 million that they didn't use from this year, which is a thing. They know that uh, could happen. Yeah. They so. also have the ability this year only to use two tags. That's right. So you can franchise and transition tags. So I think both Tannehill and Derrick Henry are getting tagged and will be back in 2020. That's that makes a, that makes sense. I think run it back. That's smart to keep in mind with when when we're going through this list that there are two tags available. Two tags, yep. So I think. Um, and what's the difference between the two for the folks at home? There, it's a difference mainly in the value of the contract. So the transition tag, I believe, is a little cheaper than a franchise tag. And there's you, you have it, to you, like you use them differently normally. But I think this is the one year where you can just use them both. Like you can't use them both in the you know regular circumstances. So I think the line becomes a little blurrier in terms of which players you can use for which tags. I was wondering, like, does it uh, if you do a transition tag, do you have to like re-sign the player or something? Is that what the transition means? I'm not. Or? I'm not sure. No. I know you can use both, and they're a little bit uh, we'll, different on value. We'll, we'll get back to you. We will not. We will forget. <laughs> So, uh, Connie, you see him bringing back uh, Tana Thrill and Derrick Henry for round number two in uh, Nashville? Yeah, I think that's going to be the move for them. I mean, I know the the Brady to Nashville rumors got sparked up there for a while, but I, I think they'll just fall back in love with Tannehill. Uh, Henry deserves to get paid. I, I would be very cautious about overpaying a running back, but he is a unique option right now in the NFL in terms of a true bruiser uh, that can absolutely sit, you know, sit there and last as long as you need him to. So, um, you know, if Tannehill would have played a little better and helped them a little more, I mean, the Titans could have made some more noise. So I definitely think however you have to do it, Josh mentioned the two tags makes a lot of sense for them, you know, especially if you don't want to commit to them big time. Uh, and just, you know, again, do one more prove it year uh, and just figure out how you want to structure those two tags. But make sure at least that you get those other two. Uh, Mariota, go enjoy being a backup. You had a good run. Yeah, I could see him in a place like Chicago. You know, backing up somebody. Right. You know, Ryan and Woodyard, again, I could see them going somewhere and getting a paycheck as well. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if one of them uh, may be back, maybe Woodyard. I think Woodyard, yeah, kind of like a late career, you know, discount to stick with a team that he's familiar with. I don't think Woodyard's going to have a huge market. Yeah. Logan Ryan, though, is an interesting one because for IDP purposes, he was, he great. was great. He was the DB1 on the year, including safeties. Yeah. And so... With that said, though, he was the DB1 on the year because he was targeted a ton in coverage. Yeah. So do you want to pay a guy like that a lot of money in real life? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I would let him go if I was the Titans. I would as well. So, all right, guys, let's uh, pause here, and we will be back with the second half of the offseason breakdown. And we should mention, before we go, we know free agency's coming up. It's going to be starting uh, like the second week in March, officially, when teams can start signing players. And we are going to have the one and only Mike Wollert on in the run-up to the free agency period. It'll be the week of March 8th. Look forward to that. We're going to do a full-blown free agency preview. All the IDP guys that are going to be hitting the market, where might they end up, what would be some ideal landing spots. So this is just the beginning uh, as uh, 
Markham and Connor dance uh, across from each other. It's like a dance battle right now happening in front of me. So- Big tanks! Big tanks coming! It's your boy Chet and a grrr, grrr. We'll be right back after this. Y'all don't go anywhere. If you did, I wouldn't blame you. Ka-ka! If you like Big Three IDP, you'll love the IDP guys. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, and I mean, mostly I'm just really sorry about Mike's marriage. That's that's really what I'm here to say. Right, right. If you want hot takes on Mike's failing marriage and talk about poop occasionally, sometimes IDP and fantasy football in general, and you like to worship Babu Freak and follow Tony Johns to protect Baby Yoda, that's the place for you. IDPguys.org. We are back and hope you enjoyed that new ad read for the IDP Guys podcast. Like we've said uh, earlier on the episode, we're teaming up with these guys and really happy to be collaborating with them this off season. You'll be hearing a promo for our show and their podcast. And so now we've got one in ours, Addy. It's just, it's a beautiful coming uh, full circle situation. That flute on a Joshy Washi. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure to have you boys on the podcast. Connie, are you still with us? You're hanging in there? I am slipping off into the abyss. I was going to say, we're about three hours past your bedtime right yep. now. Remember, so. Connor does have twins. So uh, he, this is not, he's not used to this, these hours right now. Yeah, he has not slept since September of 2018. Yeah, I've, I'm usually asleep by about like nine o'clock maximum each night, and it's uh, 11.40 p.m. right now. So. And you usually fall asleep on the couch with your hands in your pants, yes or no? Yeah, fully dressed, like shoes on and everything, hands shoes and pants. On yeah. And hey, hey, would you trade it for anything in the world? Absolutely. It's a blessing. <laughs> it's a it's blessing. It's a blessing. Oh. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm so excited to just have my life come burning down around me, but be blessed in the yeah. meantime. Hey, you just got to smile through it all. Smile through the tears. Hey. You can't see the rainbows without some rain. Who'd you hear that from, Adam? That's kind of sad. Is Was this a clinically depressed person that told you this? I don't remember where I saw it. I think I saw it on the Facebooks. On the Facebooks. Okay, so we're on the NFC teams now, and let's just mix it up here, boys, and start at the bottom and work our way up to the top. Because I want to start off with the team that, uh, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, is not in a good place right now. And in fact, they're in the worst place of all when it comes to cap space. And that's the Minnesota Vikings at $11.3 million over the cap right now with a team option for Everson Griffin, Trey Waynes, Eric Wilson, Anthony Harris, just Steven, just a guy named Steven, Adam. <laughs> Shout out, Steven. And J. Ron Curse. I don't remember. Who is Steven, Adam? Not sure, Josh. If they lose Steven, the whole season's shot. Yeah, we've got to keep Steven on the, on, uh, on the team. No doubt about that. Hey, so, question. I have seen some rumblings that Kirk Cousins could be on the move because his contract is up after this year. Hmm. And if they know they're not going to extend him... Hmm. past 2020 might as well try to cash out and get something for him while you can i don't think that's gonna happen i think where i saw it was in the in the barnwell piece he saw Kirk cousins being traded 
And then Teddy Bridgewater coming home and being the Vikings quarterback moving yeah, forward. That would be beautiful. Which would be a great story. Maybe yeah. not a great situation. Yeah. That's, I love uh, Teddy as a Louisville guy. but a uh, bit of a stretch, but uh, you never know. I mean, I think Cousins is going to be the guy for a while. You know, he'll get another deal after this. You sound very excited about that. Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's not bad. People, we, we give him a lot of crap. Um, he's and, there. He's, he's, he is a guy he's with a, an arm. He's a quarterback. Yeah, he you know. exists. He does have that positional designation. <laughs> but no, he's pretty, I mean, he's, he's, he's actually pretty good. He's pretty there. Know. Would you say he is? He's a little inconsistent, you know, but better uh, or worse than the 14th quarterback in the league. That's about where he's at. About 14? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you can win with that. Absolutely. I mean, they made the playoffs. Yeah. Beat the Saints with that. Yep. Now, what I'm worried about is what happens with Diggs. That uh, that situation is deteriorating There's very more quickly. smoke. There's more smoke. I've seen something where uh, there's been a lot of chatter about people are saying that, you know, they're pretty sure he's on the table and uh, they're listening to offers. Minnesota is. So... Good for. I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why you would trade someone like Diggs. He's got a great contract. He's, Zimmer's old school man. He just does not sweat this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, if you want to like step out of line and cause a ruckus, you are gone. But you know we're in a we're in a bad situation with the cap. So people are going to be getting cut. Um, they're going to be asking people to take restructured deals. Griffin's, you know, that's someone that I they're definitely going to ask to because uh, they have an option. You know that they could. They could just bring him back, but they're going to ask, you know, that he takes a deal. They got to do something. You got to make this money up somewhere. So somebody's going to be getting cut. Yep. So we'll see. I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, yeah, I don't know. So moving up the list here, we've got the Seattle Seahawks. So we go from basically about 11.3 over the cap to the Seahawks having about 50.7 million. Lot of notable guys though, free agents. We've got uh, Jadevian Clowney. Ziggy Ansah, our boy, George Fant, Western Kentucky's own. Mike Iapati, fun story. So we are at the Seattle game. Jacob gets us tickets through George. So we're hanging out in the friends and family section after the game's over. Mike is there with his whole family, like probably like 15 to 18 people in the Iapati family, hanging out in the friends and family section after the game. And Allie's standing there. We're waiting for George to come out. Mike taps Allie on the shoulder. He's like, would you mind to take a picture of me and my entire family? And wow. I was like, sure, Mike Iapati. I'd love to take a picture of you and your humongous family. So wow. just kind of a surreal moment of like. Uh, was she able to get them all in? I imagine that's probably a pretty large she family. She had to like direct them. Like, all right, squeeze in. I'm going to yeah. back up. Okay, here we go. Someone crouched down in front. Yeah. yeah. Do the sorority squat. So, um, yeah, Iapati, uh, Quentin Jefferson, Jerron Reed, and David Moore. That's a lot of valuable Seahawks players there. Yeah, for a team that doesn't have, you know, they're not that deep anymore. I mean, they uh, their receivers are pretty good, um, but tight end, I mean, we'll see what uh, is Disley. I mean, that's, you know, gonna, Disley's had some devastating injuries that's between, the thing. I think it was like a, an Achilles and a knee. Like, he's just had some horrible, devastating setbacks. The uh, the running backs they both had tough injuries. Chris Carson had a freaking fractured hip. Rashad Penny had the torn ACL there at the end. And they had Marshawn Lynch playing in the playoffs. Marshawn yeah, Lynch on like a two game <laughs> contract. Yeah, and he could. Uh, they 
said that he might actually come back. No I don't way. Know. I mean, he's <laughs> he's he, having a great time in retirement. He doesn't want to do that whole like yeah. off season grind. It was great having him back, though. It was. It was fun. Uh, Connie, what do you think about our boy George Fant? You think the um, Seahawks bring him back? You think you could see him going somewhere else? I think he fits in well there. I think uh, I think they like his versatility. You know, they they sent him out on a few routes this year, but. You know, even not being a, a full-time starter this year, but getting a lot of reps, um, you know, I, I think it would be wise of them to go ahead and extend him just all bias aside. I think Pete Carroll can always, you know, find a use for a multi-talented guy like George uh, and keep him on the field. So I, I could see him, you know, being extended and being kept there. And same with Jadavion, you know, he's just such a playmaker and such a difference maker. I think those are you know, two at least that jump out to me that I would definitely make a push if I were the Seahawks, uh, spend some of that $50 million to kind of keep some of your own there and, you know, reward their good play. Can Claudia not be a franchise tagged? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he can. If he can, I think the the consensus is, hey, I'm not going to play on the franchise tag. But I I don't know. There may be something to where he can't be franchise Because he was traded or something. Maybe. Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't think the Seahawks are going to retain hardly any of these guys. I mean, maybe they, but but actually, maybe they do keep George Fant. I mean, but I could see Fant actually get, getting you know. Maybe Fant could have some interest. Probably fifteen to twenty million, maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe even more. These some of these offensive linemen. These go get paid, get, George. I hope he does, man. It'd be it'd be great. Wherever you go, just go get that bread. Yeah. The Seahawks don't spend a lot of money, though. I mean, he yeah. was there. He was in their top ten of highest paid players, making like three mil a year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see our boy George go get a big deal somewhere else. But uh, who's the next team we got up here, Addy? Not a lot of cap space for these guys. Yeah, nine point three, and they've got uh, they got some big decisions here for to the make. Saints. So Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, AJ Klein, Eli Apple, Von Bell. P.J. Williams, all free agents. So for sure you want to bring back Breeze. I'd bring back Taysom Hill. Let Teddy go. Let A.J. go. Let Eli Apple go. Bring back Von Bell. Maybe P.J. Williams. I don't but know. I, but can they? Von Bell's going to want some money probably now. Yeah. Um, I guess it depends on, like, how are you doing this Drew Breeze deal if you've got about $9 million in cap? That's So, yeah, they're going to have to ask people. Are you going to give him, like, a $28 million signing bonus and make his cap hit, like, $2 million next year or something? You can always make the cap work if you have, you know, people that are clever enough. Um, but, yeah, that, they're going to have to do some gymnastics. Uh, but, yeah, I think Breeze is definitely coming. Having quarterback back. one, two, and three out there is a little intimidating. That's, crazy. That's very strange. I saw where Hill today said that uh, he was if they if the if he can't start, then he's got to go. He said he's got to leave. So I think that means he's got to go. Then he's gone. Where's he going to go? Is someone going to give him a shot? I don't think he'll get a chance as a starter, but I think you could see him. He'd fit in somewhere like Jacksonville, better than what they have there. If it's like him or yeah. Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles, I mean, Why not? I would take my chances with Taysom Hill, just an athletic guy with Leonard Fournette and some of those, you know, offensive weapons they have. I mean, it'd be a different brand of ball, but you know, I think he would fit in and do as well, if not better, than again than what you saw with with uh, with Nick and our boy uh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's a that's a good take. The one I saw today that I liked was in Buffalo. Because you have mm-hmm. Josh Allen, who's running a lot. So maybe you throw Taysom Hill in there and take some of the heat off of Josh Allen. Same with, I thought Baltimore. They, yep. That was someone who crossed my mind. Run, you know, 
keep uh, RG3 and put Taysom Hill out there, and now you've got three quarterbacks on the field at once. Wow. That'd be wild. Just do some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. So um, what about – yeah, I just don't know. With that little amount of cap space, I don't know that you can afford to bring any of these guys back. Maybe they bring back Breeze and – that's it. But, I mean, I remember a few years ago we were, there were plenty of smart people talking about how they were making some dumb deals and this was going to catch up to them. reckoning was and coming, so and here we are. We see it here at the end of Breeze's uh, career. This is this is how it's going to be for him. It's going to be rough. Hate to see it. You hate to see yeah. it. Hate it. That's uh, you, you guys aren't fans. Now I'll never forgive him for 09. That's okay, though. We don't have to talk about it. So the Washington franchise is up next, about $39 million in cap space. And uh, a few notable guys, not necessarily great players, but big names. you got Brandon Scherf, Chris Thompson, Case Keenum. Adrian Peterson has a team option, option John Bostic, and Eric Flowers. Uh, I heard chatter today that they are going to bring back AP, that he's going to be in the mix. Might as well. I mean... Why not? He looked decent. Yeah, he was I fine. Mean, I mean, you can't trust the guys. I mean, God, they got just the most injured run, running backs <laughs> that you can get. I mean, all of them, except really AP. <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, what? what is he now, 35 or something? Yeah. Is the model of durability? Guys, uh, Bryce Love, we'll see. He's coming back from a, you know, a knee injury. And then Chris Thompson, who's never healthy. Never. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would probably bring back AP. And you, um, did we talk about this on Mike where they're talking with uh, the left tackle there, Trent Williams? I think we did. Yeah. They need to bring him back. Brandon Scherf, they yeah. need to bring him back as well. Trent, you need to get out of there. Please get out of there. Please. For your <laughs> for your own sake. Get out of there, Trent. Yeah. Get out of there. Get the hell out of there, Trent. You just had like a giant tumor cut off your head that they misdiagnosed. <laughs> so go. Go elsewhere. Go to Cleveland, for real. Please. Go protect Baker. Yes. So thirty-eight million. So they've got some room. They could. I would bring back Sheriff. I'd make that my top priority. And if you can salvage the relationship with Trent Williams, that's fine. Uh, the Rams. Uh, not a lot of cap space right now. Fourteen point seven million, and they've got guys. They've uh, got some impact guys. They really do. So we got Dante Fowler, Andrew Whitworth, Corey Littleton, Greg the Leg Zerline, Michael Brockers, and Nickel Roby Coleman. So let's start with the biggest name there for IDP. Do we think Corey Littleton hits the open market? I think so. I mean, I don't see how they can bring him back. Um, He's going to want some money, dude. I think. I mean, they I can they can bring him back, but they sh- probably should. They're going to be in a bad situation if they do. You know, it's one of those deals where like, yeah, we can fit it in right now, and you know, maybe you should. But and, he's one of your best defensive players. But man, he's going to want. Eight to ten million a year at least, right? Yeah, I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And I think some team would be happy to pay him ten plus million a year for four years. And you can probably get by without it now too. Honestly, I mean, as I think uh, Taylor Rapp looked really good, and then you got John Johnson coming back. I mean, those two, you can play both those guys at the same time. Um, I mean, they, I think that that defense would still be okay without Littleton. I'm not sure that Littleton's that good anyway. If it's not just the the role that he's in, yeah, we well, would be a great test case if he goes out and you know gets paid and is guaranteed snaps if he actually produces like he has in L.A. Fascinating case study, Dante Fowler. We kind of forget he this had a great guy. year. We kind of forget this guy. I mean, Connor as a you know 
being in the AFC South drafted by the Jags, it feels like Dante Fowler has been in the league for 10 years at this point, but, uh, pretty much considered a bust, you know, the first two, three years of his career, right? Yeah. It was a third overall pick for the Jags. Then gets um, traded and, mm-hmm. and really has a nice little resurgence with the Rams. Yeah. So what is, what are your thoughts on Dante Fowler? He is only 25 years old. Amazingly. Yeah, he's still football young. Like you mentioned, it seems like, you know, he's for some reason had been in Jacksonville for forever and had this big career, but it's nice to see him have a resurgence with uh, kind of finding himself there in L.A. I mean, he's a guy that if you can get him at the right price, you know, you'd love him, you know, feel like you'd have a lot of upside with his young age and maybe just now starting to scratch his potential that he's in a good fit there with the Rams. So, um, yeah, he just he, he seems like he's been around for a, a long time. Josh kind of the nail on the head there. Yeah, he's going to be a guy that gets a lot of money. I could see, I could see actually the two guys off of this team coming in the top five as far as highest paid defensive players behind like a Clowney, Chris Jones, and then Dante Fowler and Corey Littleton, I think will be top five just in terms of overall guaranteed money. Yeah, I agree. I think these guys are going to get a lot on the open market and good for them. So the Panthers looking at about $31 million in cap space. You've got uh, Don Terry Poe. Of course, we know Chris Olsen. They've already shown him his walking papers. Um, speaking of Greg Olson, uh, was in the booth for XFL, did a phenomenal job. He's good. Greg, just go to the XFL, man. Just start your, you know, kind of do a little warm-up sesh as uh, you're announcing. Get your feet under you there and then go get an NFL job. Uh, with one of those announcing teams you don't, you, this fall. You don't understand what it means, Josh, to compete. Third leg Greg. That's right. That's hell. That's, that's all he knows. Is having a third leg? <laughs> well, when, when you, when you got Mi- one like that, you're going to want to, you know, you're going to run out there and measure yourself. You when know, he was against, at Miami, that was his, his rap name. Yeah. His third leg Greg. Yeah. You, there's a, a three leg Greg. You can YouTube that. Yeah. Uh, there's a, just YouTube look Greg Olson rap. What are you guys doing like with your time? Just it was on the U documentary. These. You watched those thirty for thirties, did you? I didn't watch the U one. No. Oh my gosh, it's one of the I best. Them on it's the one Panthers of the best ones. All or nothing season. It was good. Yeah, it's, he was definitely it's hilarious. You yeah, too, like Greg. So Greg, go uh, just go be an announcer, man. That's your congrats calling. on the wiener, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Gerald McCoy, Mario Addison, Trey Boston, James Bradbury, and Bruce Irvin. Talk about some names walking out the door, man. Yeah. And I think with a new coach coming in, you'll see a lot of these guys hit the street. Yep, I know. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting. I mean, we'll see what they do at quarterback, but yeah, the defense is definitely gonna be a whole new unit. Did you see um the owners the uh, Tepper's comment today about Cam Newton? What do you say? He's like, Oh, do we want Cam Newton? Is he healthy? Come talk to me when he's healthy. Huh. He's like, Okay, interesting. Tepper, let's just calm Spill it down. the tea, sis. Yeah. Love just, it. Just calm down a little bit. And also, Cam Newton's hair is looking more and more like a some sort of palm tree. Have y'all seen this? The hair is, like, ridiculous. Yeah, his barber's dead-ass wrong for doing him <laughs> yes. that way. And I've seen these pictures. I'm like, Cam, uh, man, what's going on with this hair? Yo, it's vibes. That's what that is. Yo. Yes, yo. I'm not, I'm not TikTok enough to understand yo, that. Yo. That's vibes, baby. <laughs> so, it's anyone else? Do you all see them... <laughs> Bringing back anyone from this list here, or would you like to see them bring back anyone from this list? Um, you know, maybe Bradbury, but uh, he's probably not that. You know, I think probably, Bradbury would get a lot of money on the open market. Yeah, he played well last season for NFL purposes, not necessarily for IDP. But I don't know, man. I mean, this you know, this is a team that probably needs to just 
they got a lot of nice young pieces. They probably need to just start going in that younger direction. Probably yeah. not. Got to figure out Keekly. Gone. His, de- his departure. Yeah. You, know, you got to figure out that whole deal. It's a yeah. massive loss, obviously. Jack yeah. Thompson should fill in nicely there, but he's the only guy left now. Thomas Davis is gone. Keekly's gone. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a good excuse to reset, really. You can like, see them grabbing Keekly's a thing. linebacker in the draft, and keep an eye on that. Like if they go get a nice linebacking prospect to plug into that Luke Keekly spot, boy, watch or, out, Friday people. Or purposes. maybe maybe they sign one of these free agents. You know, maybe Very they well go could. a different direction. Corey Littleton, get, yeah, be yeah. A nice spot for him. big shoes to fill there. Oh yeah, impossible. So uh, the Packers here, a little less money, about twenty three point seven. With uh, guys like Brian Bulaga, Tremont, Tremont Williams. I think yeah. that's how you do that. Tremont Williams. He's like 37 now. Is he really? Yeah, he's old. So, uh, Tremont Williams, Geronimo Allison, Blake Martinez, Alan Lazard, and BJ Goodson. This is another guy in terms of big name IDP, IDP players, uh, Blake Martinez, in addition to Corey Littleton, linebackers that are consistently top five. I don't think they'll bring back Martinez because he's not a great linebacker for the NFL. Yeah. But he's one of those guys that is a compiler to the point where GMs are going to be like, hey, this Blake Martinez guy. Yeah, he went to the Pro Bowl. He was racked up some nice stats, you know, so let's sign him to a big deal. Yeah, he's He's one of those deals that, like, fans will get excited about, you know, but they're not – they're just looking at just the stats and the numbers. And the name. I mean, he's been consistent. I don't think he's missed a game in a few years. Yeah. so, I mean, I don't know what they do. They need to probably draft somebody, maybe draft a receiver or something, or go and maybe sign like an A.J. Green or Robbie Anderson. They need some help at wide receiver desperately. Uh, so, Lions, they have $45.8 million in cap. Danny Amendola, Tavon Wilson, Rashawn Melvin, Miles Killebrew, Mike Daniels, and Ashawn Robinson. Um, and let's not forget they have the third pick in the draft. So this one, I think the one that's not on this list that we've talked about, Matt Stafford. I mean, what are they going to do there? I think I threw it out in the last episode. Is he a free agent? No, but I think he could be one where you could just see them move on. Yeah. You know, a team that's quarterback needy, you know, could be reaching out to say, like, if I'm the Chargers, I'm at least picking up the phone at this point and saying, what would it take to get Matt Stafford away from you guys? Yeah, I mean that team should be or the Bucks. I don't know why the Bucks don't do that. That be that would be a nice little, you know, plan B if you don't want to go with uh Jameis. Do you think that Stafford would be an upgrade on Derek Carr, Connie? I do, but it's just one of those things can he stay healthy? And you know, neck and neck and back issues just make me seem very nervous especially about especially micro fractures in your back yeah I, di- I didn't remember what extent it was but it just it makes me nervous to hear for a guy like that and it's not like he's a spring chicken i mean he's been in the nfl what a decade plus yeah. so and he's he has had a he's had a great career he had great arm strength and he's been a warrior there and um in detroit but I, you know if all things were considered and i knew he was healthy versus Derek carr healthy you know, go ahead and give me Stafford personally. And you know, his uh he may be thinking about life a little bit differently these days. Didn't his wife just have like um like brain she had like a brain tumor, I think? Yeah, my wife is a big fan of, of his wife and follows her on social media and she had like a brain tumor or something some some crazy health scare, so thankfully she seems like she's okay. Yeah. 
But I'm sure he's just probably thinking about things a little differently now. Yeah. You know, and he, you know. He's a twin dad like myself. Oh, I think wow. he's got twin girls, I'm fairly certain. Cool. So, yeah. So hopefully the Colts trade for him, man. That'd be cool. Hey, I would be fine. That would be badass. Stafford would be, if I knew he was healthy, I would have no problem with Stafford as like a stopgap till you got a guy that you knew. You know, again, my philosophy is if you don't get your guy this year, but you just load up on the offense, you know, ride the wheels off whoever your stopgap guy is and then just trade the farm next year for a Trevor Lawrence or whoever the guy from Ohio State is, uh, Justin, um, Oh, what's his name? Is it Fields? Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. Yep. Yeah. Just, you know, you, there's a few guys in the next class that you can wait on. It's just you, you'd rather not. So, All right. So, Giants, who we got here, Connie? Giants, we have Leonard Williams, Marcus Golden, Cody Lattimore, David Mayo. They got about $61.8 million in cap space. I think they're going to bring Leonard Williams back. I don't think they're going to let him walk. Probably. They traded a decent amount for him, didn't they? Yep. Uh, Marcus Golden, he had a great year. He'll probably actually fetch a, a good amount though on the open. Yeah, you market. were high on Marcus Golden. Yeah, he was. Season. He was really good. I mean, he was basically freeing all of our little you know, older leagues. though, right? Yeah, he's been around for a little bit, but you know, he suffered some, some. Uh, I think he suffered an ACL injury in like 2017. Then the next year he wasn't great, but uh, this year was you know was awesome. And so, uh, yeah, Cody Latimer, he's had you know little stints and here and there's where he's been okay, but. Um, you know, I don't, I don't. Giants are still looking for that next wide receiver there. Yeah, we'll see. What do you guys believe in Daniel Jones? Damn Daniel Jones. Hmm. Danny Dimes. Yeah. No. He's a tough. He's a tough eval for me. I think he had moments his rookie season, but God, he had some really bad moments as well. Yeah, I know. I can't figure him. I want to see another season. Yeah. This will. Sure. It'll be nice to see. You know. Let's this, give him three years, see if he's trending in a positive direction. If not, cut bait and move on. Yeah. He, had, think, some, he had some huge fantasy weeks, I he know. He did. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good quarterback. Yeah. Just means you're maybe playing catch up and bombing the ball. I mean, Jameis Winston was a fantasy darling. Right. 30-30 club. Yeah. That was my favorite development of the season. Week 17, that's all I was rooting for, was please let him join the 30-30 club. Yeah. Well, they or found the thirty thirty club, I guess. Well, it's like you know, uh, I think Bill Sim- Bill Simmons and C- cousin Sal were joking about like the the best bet was to uh, was to always bet like how quick would Jameis Winston throw an interception, and, and you know you'd bet like within the first six minutes of the game, and it's, that that was just like it's easy. Exi- money. And, he, and he would yeah, and he would normally always do it always on like the first drive, yeah. just throw a back breaking interception. Yeah. So, uh, moving up here to the Falcons. God, they are tight. We talked about them a little bit on the last episode. They've got about $5.2 million in cap space with Austin Hooper, Vic Beasley, Adrian Claiborne, Devondre Campbell, and Young Ho Koo. Yeah, you know he's just in there just so we can say his name. Absolutely. One of my favorite kicker names of all time, Young Ho Koo. Yeah, I mean, the number one, right? There's nothing better than that, right? Oh, yeah. No. He's first team all-name team. Yeah. For sure. As far as he gets that kicker position on the all-name team. Teddy Bruschi, Young Hoku. Who else we got on there? Man, I'd have to really think about hmm. that. We need a – that's a good – uh, a good off-season little topic. The all-name Mount Rushmore team. of yeah. football names. Yeah, I like that. Dick Buttkiss is – Dick Buttkiss is definitely on there. An obvious one for – Teddy Bruschi's on there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, that's going to be fun to uh, think about. Listeners, you know, give us uh Yeah, give us some suggestions. Give us some little nudges and some shoulder rubs. Some what now? <laughs> <laughs> <You> hallucinating. <laughs> so uh 
uh, yeah, I think they're not going to be able to afford to keep Austin Hooper. I love how Hooper was like, uh, just kind of waiting for a deal. Yeah. And it's like, Austin, bro. Uh, you don't have any money, Austin. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be reaching out. I wouldn't be waiting by the phone for that yeah. one. So all of them are gone. Um, I think everyone's gone. I think everybody's getting big money. These are some nice players. Vic we, Beasley. We also saw where Devontae Freeman's likely getting cut. Yes, which makes sense. So that's going to be a big uh, running back floating out there. Another yeah. guy could be going to Houston. Yeah, there Let's you just, go. I mean, why not? Bill uh, Bill O'Brien's like, give me all the running backs. Connor, they're going to make a run at somebody. Oh, they Josh. have to. They they need that. They need that help for Deshaun. They do for Deshaun. All right, so the Eagles have about forty one million in cap. They've got a team option on Malcolm Jenkins and Nigel Bradham, and other guys: Ronald Darby, Jason Peters, Nelson Aguilar, Jordan Howard, and Timmy Jernigan. So, a fun note from this most recent season of All or Nothing uh, is that the, the the season's not that interesting. It's basically turned into glorified, like, the, uh, the mic'd up where you get, like, field access to the audio and really nice game footage. Uh, but the defensive, uh, the edge player that they have, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, it is not... It is, um, let's see, it's not uh, Nigel Bradham. It is not the big guy in the middle. Um, Grugier Hill? No. Um, the other big guy that they paid. Oh, it's Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham mm. is the absolute star of that season. And so uh, it's that weird thing like Hard Knocks where you you get attached to guys that um, you enjoy watching on different television programs. And I will probably probably be trying to trade for Brandon Graham at some point this season. You like him? Just because he's very likable. I mean, you huh. watch that season. He's definitely the star, which is weird. Like, you would have thought, oh, there's a lot of personalities on, yeah. like, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz. Um, what were they like? Really boring. Really? For the most Carson part. Carson Wentz pretty boring. Super boring. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. So, but Brandon Graham is actually like very fun to watch. Very was Dallas Goddard for. cool? Yeah, he's a weirdo. Like they, him, he is roommates with Avante Maddox. Mm. They live with Avante Maddox's brother, who weirdly just looped in with two NFL players. Weird. And they have Nerf guns that they just have Nerf wars in the house. Wow. All the time they go to a paintball range, and Avante Maddox is screaming like, "I'm John Wick. I'm the Black John Wick." It's great. All right, well, Dallas, I need you to straighten up a little bit. Yeah, Fly right. he's, Let's, a little, uh, he's having a lot of fun. Let's need just you to get a little more way. serious. So yeah, I think, um, man, this is tough. I think that they will probably look to bring back uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I don't know. Jason Peters may fetch a decent amount on the open market. Do you see any guys that you would say they have to bring back here, Addy? Um. Uh, yeah, I I'd want to probably bring back Ronald Darby, um, if I were them. But you know, I wouldn't lose sleep over any of these guys. Yeah, truly. All right. So the next team up here, Connor. Who do we have? This is a team we mentioned a little while ago as a potential playoff team. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys, and they got a pretty big uh, checkbook to work with, a little over seventy-seven million. But they have Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Robert Quinn, Randall Cobb. Michael Bennett, Sean Lee, Byron Jones, and Blake Jarwin. That's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. A lot of pieces. Did uh, I saw someone point out today? Did anyone else think at the time? Did they just play? Did they just pay Zeke Elliott before they paid Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper? Yes. A little strange. 
Yeah, they're going to regret that. I mean, think about these, you know, these running back deals we're, we're talking about today with David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Devontae Freeman about to get cut. They're all, they just, they're, they, none of them end well. And uh, maybe, maybe Zeke is different. Maybe he, you know, I don't think Zeke is different. I don't either. I think he's going to. I'd like to think so is the Zeke owner in the room, but uh, no, don't have faith in Zeke being a different breed. No. Yeah. And also you worry about the character stuff. A lot know. of the character concerns. So Tony Sa- Pollard's actually good. So he is. They'd be fine if something were to happen. To Same him. thing the Titans are up against right now. Not that it's a character thing per se, but like with Derrick Henry, like, do we do this? We've seen what, what route this leads down, even yeah. though he's very deserving of the money. It's like. We know we've been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt about how it goes, and you pay a running back. Yep. There, there was a great discussion on the Around the NFL pod about they have to, in the new CBA, in a perfect world, work out a better situation for running backs coming into the NFL because their most productive years are also the years they're getting paid the least amount of money. How yeah. does that make any sense? Yeah, I know. Quarterbacks get better with age. I know. You know, as they reach that 28 to 32 window, those are their prime playing years where they're getting that second or third contract. But you've got guys like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley in their prime. I know, balling. Making having, nothing. Having all-time, yeah. you know, years. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know how they fix that, you know. But uh, we'll save that for another pod. That's right. I but like I, that. But the Cowboys definitely bring back Dak, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. No way that Jerry's letting those guys get to yeah. the open market. Um, I think everybody else will be gone. Yeah, I agree. Maybe they bring back Sean Lee as like a play one more year and then transition into coaching type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And uh, Jason Witten, is he going to come back? I think he's probably going to retire. If he actually was. Guess. He actually had some solid. I mean, he wasn't was like good. fantasy tight end like 12. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's how grim it was out there in these streets. Yeah, it's true. I had to play him in a few leagues. What I great. did too, man. Yeah. I played him in a couple of leagues. Um, and he did fine. Honestly, he was, he was fine for PPR. I was happy that he just kind of shaved his head and was like, guys, it was a mistake going with the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, hair club for the men. Plugs, look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So next team up, Addy, who we got? We got the Cardinals. They have 53.6 million. Uh, guys that are expiring, Kenyon Drake, Rodney Gunter, Marcus Gilbert, uh, their right tackle, their left tackle, DJ Humphreys, uh, Charles Clay, uh, and that's it. So what's your thoughts on Drake? I know you said on one of the previous shows that uh, you really would like them to bring in the Canadian-born rapper um, and make him a part-time owner of the team. Drizzy. Yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> that would be hella tight. Yo. I love Drake, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but Kenyon Drake, you think um, you are most interested in Drake if they bring him back and he remains a Cardinal. Yeah, I like still the case? I like Drake. Um, I guess, it, but it just depends on, you know, what the what the cost of him is. I like I like Drake on, you know, a, a three year, 20 million dollar contract. Uh, and I like him in Arizona. But um but yeah, I mean, I guess they probably do that. I'd say that they're probably going to cut or, or figure out something to do with David Johnson. Um, so I, I, I see them bringing him back because they did give up, you know, a little bit of draft capital. For they him. did, yeah. Um, Traded a third, I think. Yeah, and it looks like they're they're going to have to really address their offensive line 
because they're losing potentially losing a lot of a lot of pieces. They got know. some money though. I mean, they could afford to keep these guys if they yeah. wanted. I don't think I don't think Kenyon Drake's going to cost a whole lot if they wanted to bring him back. Yeah, um, I'd like to see it happen too. That's my favorite landing spot for him. I hope the Cardinals are spenders. I'd like to see them, you know, bring some more talent and and uh, and surround Kyler Murray with with better pieces. So another team with a lot of question marks, but also a lot of money. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have about seventy nine point eight million dollars in cap space. Damn. Yeah, and Dominican Sue, Jameis Winston, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre Paul, and all of his eight fingers. Carl Nassib and Brashad Perryman. Another, you know, that's a lot of good players. It is. A lot of under-the-radar guys, too. Like, JPP had a nice return. Yep. Brashad Perryman was a surprisingly nice wide receiver. Carl Sibs good. Yep. Uh, Nassib, I like him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, – I think Sue's probably gone. He seems to be, like, the new thing with him is just one-year deals. Yeah, he's just kind of a you know, gun for hire. Right. Come in, play a year, go somewhere else. Yeah, so he's probably gone. Uh, I think we they're going to bring back Winston. Is that I don't know. Con, what do you think? Do you think that Winston is in Tampa Bay next year, or uh, do you think he lands somewhere else? I think he's in Tampa Bay next year. I think they'll evaluate their options and realize, as young as he is, maybe they can coach him into – Still taking risks, still playing the way Arians at least to want them to play, which is pushing the ball downfield, but just being more calculated about some of the risk he's taking to, again, not be a member of the elusive thirty thirty club. But I see him there. I don't. I don't really see any other options that make more sense than him because he always puts you in games, but there's nobody that can pull you out of him quicker than he can as well. I think uh, my bold prediction will be if they bring Jameis Winston back that he kills. Bruce Arians by giving him a heart attack at some point during the season. <laughs> Damn, R.I.P. Bruce. <laughs> we will see Bruce's face go as red as his Kangol hat that he wears, and that'll be it. That'll be all she wrote for Bruce. Rip, Bruce. <laughs> rip. <laughs> rip, rip. R.I.P. in peace, Bruce. Um, yeah, so I think Sue will be gone. Shaq Barrett. Oh, that's a guy franchise that's going to be. You think they're going to franchise tag Shaq? Well, they can, they're going to tag two of these guys. Two of think these. they may tag Winston? Maybe they, uh, yeah, maybe so. Maybe they tag Winston and maybe they uh, transition tag Barrett, you know, or vice versa. I don't but know. They should tag two of these people, you know. I think if Shaq Barrett gets the open market, man, it could be, that could be a, like a $15 million a year deal, something stupid. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get paid for sure. He's going to get paid a lot. Yeah. You just hope that that they wouldn't do him dirty like that. Like he just had his breakout season to go earn some money. I'd hate to see a guy like that get tagged when he has a chance to go get a multi-year deal. The only, the only, it's upside, a business. Only, it's a business. Better protect your chickens of these right. uh, tags that they are fully guaranteed. So that's the nice part. Protect your mentals. Uh, the Bears, God, the Bears don't have any money, do they? Danny Trevathan, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, and Nick Kwiatkowski. About five million dollars in cap, though. That is not a lot. Nope. They uh, how's that Khalil Mack trade looking? Not so great. And at the time, the Raiders were getting roundly destroyed for that one, and now they're looking all right. Uh huh. Remember all them jokes going around like uh, the uh, Khalil Mack had more sacks than the whole Raiders, you know, defense or whatever. That was fun. Real fun. Real fun. Who's laughing now? And Mac's still good, but the Raiders got a nice return. I mean, that was a nice trade. Yeah, heck yeah. 
So who, who and was, they didn't pay Mac, you know, one hundred and fifty million dollars or whatever yeah. it was his contract ended up being. So do you who would do you want to see them keep out of these three? Trevathan, Clinton Dix, or Kwiatkowski? Uh I mean, I guess out of the three, I'd rather have Trevathan. But go uh, cats. Yeah, another UK. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. I I don't I don't know that they'll keep any of them. Honestly, not with that amount of cap space. I think I think all three of them probably probably walk. So, um, they got to figure out the quarterback situation there in Chicago. So Absolutely. that's that's uh that's all I know. Uh, next team, Forty ers thirteen point one million in cap. Eric Armstead, Emmanuel Sanders, Jimmy Ward, Matt Breida, Kyle Juszczyk. Man. It's a nice group. It is. I would really be trying to bring back Armstead if you could. I don't know if you can afford it. The other guys I could, I would be fine with letting walk. I agree. Uh, Armstead is a piece I think you got to bring back. Um, I feel like Juszczyk is someone that's He'll Shan- be back. Shanahan's not going to let yeah. get away. Connor Shan- is just... Losing it. Connor, man, it's a good thing we don't have a camera out here. We'd have to blur out them butt he's, cheeks. He's doing some out. stuff. He is doing some stuff. Guys, it is stuff, It well is said. very, very hard to concentrate. It's very with what, hot in here. What he is over there doing. And what's he, you know, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, yeah, Kyle Juszczyk's definitely coming back on like a six year, $60 million deal. Uh, and hopefully they bring back Armstead. Yeah. Um, Pay attention to where the cheat code Jimmy Ward goes. Yeah, I know. Especially if he continues. That, I'm excited uh, about Matt get you a breeder. You think he's going to be unleashed if he goes somewhere and gets a chance? What if he goes to KC, baby? That'd be fun. Or Atlanta, or, you know, he goes anywhere. Um, Houston, just pile on the running backs in Houston. Just anywhere, just, yeah, anywhere that he could get a shot, you know, on a, on a decent team, I, I'd be excited about. Just to get him out of that San Fran weirdness. Yeah. The um, four-headed monster at running back. Whereas, you know, like San Fran, you can run for, you know, you can have 200 yards, but then Shanahan decides not to give you any carries next yeah, week. Yeah, because you have a fumble. Yeah. With like so. two minutes left in the game when it's already decided. So I prefer him to get out of that situation. Get out, Burita. All right. so That's, that's it, Connor! Are you tired? Help! All right, so I think Connor has yelled help in every episode that we've had him in, so that's good to keep that streak alive. Here it is. And uh, we appreciate you guys sticking around for another long one. This one's probably going to clock in about two hours, boys. So Good God. We're going to have to tone this down big like, time. It's like the Joe Rogan experience, baby! Uh, Mixed with uh, no jumper from the stuff on the walls, baby! How do you do, fellow kids? Spill the tea, sis. What was that part you said about mixed with the what? <laughs> no jumper. No jumper. You don't know that? You don't know the, it's like a music. Uh... No, Adam, if it's music, <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's a big uh, yeah, podcast type okay. deal, but it's more like a, a live YouTube show. Okay, yeah. I but know. they have, you know, all this stuff on the wall. We need to take a picture of it. I've got a picture of it. I'll send it out. We need tonight. to post it because it looks so freaking cool and futuristic. It's just acoustic paneling at it. <laughs> just helps with the sound. We need to take it with the Funko Pops. We can okay, take another picture. Okay, okay. And sir, look for that, guys. A lot of big th- big stuff coming. Big tanks. Connor, you want to do the Chet Hanks thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your boy Chet and a Hanks. And, uh, we got big tings, yeah. 
All right, so that's it. Uh, the pod is officially off the rails. Connor has gotten up about six times to stretch and get the blood flowing before he falls asleep. Connor, we appreciate you coming. This will be it. You will never make it to Hollywood if you don't get this thing figured out, Connor. This is nothing. This is nothing. We can do another two hours. Y'all you got to get it figured out. Y'all are killing Bobby in this chair, man. This dining chair is not meant to be set in for like three hours straight. So. I have the worst chair in the in the, in the sewed chat. I'm doing it for the team, though. The feet warmer is a game changer, Bobby, so I'll be taking that with me. So thank you for that. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you all next week, hopefully, for the reality check start of that series with the linebackers. Thank you all for listening. Connie, thank you for being here. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace. <laughs> Later. Just call her say something. It was a pleasure, gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Big3IDP. 